podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good evening, good morning, everybody. It's episode 404 of Film Bastards, and I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster. And as ever, I am joined by... And... Ian Loring, hello! And what what do we have this week, folks? Well, well, we're, we're going to get furious, aren't we? We have Fnine. Fnine. The ninth instalment of the Fast and Furious movies, the, the movie where Uncle Vin is literally saving cinema and bringing down buildings with his own two hands. Wow. Like a <laughs> motherfucker. Forgot uh, about that bit. Yeah. We're, we're also, we're also getting chilly <laughs> with Liam Neeson in uh, Netflix in the US and Prime in the UK for some bizarro reason. Yeah, uh, <laughs> film The Ice Road, the, the most ice roady title of a movie ever i mean it doesn't leave any kind of doubt as to what it's about it, it, it doesn't it is the least imaginative title outside of every single straight to video bruce willis movie <laughs> uh and we're gonna do a retro review aren't we yeah because we thought okay why not why not so we're gonna give you a retro review of speed which kind of feels appropriate it, it's it's a very roady triple isn't it it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Completely by accident and without design. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we tried to do it with design, it would have not worked. It wouldn't have worked, no. Yeah, no. like one of us wouldn't have been able to get to the ice road or something. They would be like, oh, fuck it, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but seeing as, seeing as we did it completely ad hoc, here you are. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna get drivey with you all. Um, I'm going to take the opportunity right now so that we are a Pod Syndicate podcast. 
Um, so go and check out the Pod Syndicate podcasts, um, including the Rewatch Project, Chinchrook versus Punter, Entomate Landfill, his film, her movie, the Iron Sequel, and a bunch of other bonus shows and bits like that. Uh, Playing It Forward is on pause until the end of the Euros. <laughs> um, Jordan mandated. Uh request well yes there's a jordan request that we went with so yeah, yeah hopefully we in a couple yeah, of weeks cool. uh, so yeah so, so that's all good um what else uh patreon um patreon slash film bastards uh if you want little bits of extra content or you just want to support the show because you love us um you don't have to show you love us by supporting the show but it is always appreciated and it is always nice we are really lovely we are really lovely you see i Look at this. This is amazing. I'm not even five minutes in. I haven't called anyone to come yet. Um, it's it's better than my experience of watching for nine. Um, yes. Uh, what else have we got? We've got trailers. We've got tangents that we're already hitting. And we'll have some news. Uh, I'm not even sure we've had any questions. I haven't checked. Should probably check that. Um, and yeah, let's let's fucking go. Ian, news. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I suppose you alluded to it, but it, it is worth pointing out that um, F9, F9 um, has left uh, cinema exhibitors feeling F9 hmm. um, with uh, the opening take. Uh, did 70 million in the US, uh, which is below The Fate of the Furious, but above Hobbs and Shaw. Um, and with like attendance limits still around and, you know, some people just not quite feeling like going back to the cinema yet. Uh, it also did, I believe, eight, uh, was it 8 million over here with the uh, dollars, 6 million pounds with the Thursday previews, um, in the UK, which is the, uh, I believe the best pandemic opening, uh, or post pandemic, whatever you want to call it. I, I think it's fair to say it's still a pandemic. So, um, but yeah, so it, it kind of looks like we're we're edging back. Some people have been a bit like, well, is that disappointing? Well, I, mm. Do you know what? Do you know what? If you if you combine all of those first weekends as if it was all opened at the same time mm. over a first weekend, right? Mm-hmm. It makes it the I believe the tenth highest opening weekend of all time. <laughs> you know what I, if you I, combine I, all the opening weekends of all the territories yes right okay it makes the 10th highest uh, opening weekend yeah which i think is pretty good and it, it's interesting because it's kind of underperformed in china china where like it kind of just seems like everything is fine and cinemas are open it's it's underperformed and i think that i i don't think it's necessarily a reluctance of people to go to the cinema it's just there is a little bit of fatigue with it being in terms of the whole saga, the 10th film. Mm. And, um, you know, it hasn't got the pop culture zeitgeistiness of Paul Walker's death. It's yeah. You know, the euros are on, there are quite a few mitigating factors at the moment. Um, but I, in a way, I think it's all eyes on Black Widow. But even then, you've got the Disney Plus thing. And I've, I've, like, I've, I read some report where they crunched the numbers and said that essentially going day and date on Disney Plus is kind of fucked Cruella a bit mm. as well. Um, and it will be interesting to see how that expands out to Black Widow. But I, I'm feeling pre- like unless 
unless more unless the wind starts changing in terms of like the vaccine's effectiveness and whatnot i think that jungle cruise will be the last day and date one that is premier access or cinemas oh yeah. and, and and cinemas i think premier access could come back in in the future uh maybe with a four week theatrical window and then it's on disney plus for 20 quid and then two months after that, it's on Disney Plus with your subscription. Um, but yeah, Black Widow and Jungle Cruise are the, are the last two that are, uh, are, are going to be using that. And I, I would still maintain that if Disney knew then when they made that decision, like how the rollout is going now and how the UK government seems just and, and governments in general seem fully intent on going, let's just live with it then i yeah i i think that would be different i think black widow would be cinema only um if you can hear the dog in the background don't worry it's just that lottie's come home um so yeah it's i think i think it's as good a weekend as they probably could have expected i think quiet place part two doing as well as it did on its opening weekend was probably more of a blimey um but it's already done like 300 uh, no 400 million worldwide mm. um it's gonna do probably 600 700 by by the time we're all said and done yeah you know it's fine it's fine and as well the the usual metrics of how you do it where you take the the budget and then you double it for the marketing etc there's you can probably half the marketing because they're not having to and I've said this before on films, they're not having to fly around yeah. a bunch of people. They're not doing big pop-up events and things like that. Yeah. So the, the marketing budget is probably halved. So this film is already making making bank, um, which I think will make them all smile a little bit. I think Warner are already rolling back on their everything. Um, everything for 2021 releases will get um, released on HBO Max. They're already starting to pull back on that like apparently now june is just not going to be they've never, never mentioned june's going to be on it june's been pushed back hasn't it this is still coming out in october oh. but yeah it would seem like that now now that's not going to be premier access yeah well, i mean the, as, it the, as it shouldn't be you said mm. yeah yeah it yeah. should be a cinema event films films like that need to start being events again they need to yeah. stop just being fucking digestible content it needs to you know if we want to get back to any kind of level of normality and you know what i sympathize with people that aren't ready to get back out there yet but unfortunately well the 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 interesting thing with that is um now trailers there's certain trailers that are very specifically saying only in cinemas Mm. yeah you know these these guys don't invest all this time and money for people to watch it on their fucking flat screen they just don't it's made to be an event this this is it and it's like i think godzilla versus kong had a bit of it's just the first big film there has been in fucking months 
and that carried it through to a certain extent i mean i paid 15.99 to watch it in 4k on itunes i had a like a fun evening watching it but beyond that mortal kombat yeah it i mean it opened in the us and it opened well it doesn't really seem to have made that much of a of an imprint over here like this and i think i said said this last week actually but it, it bears repeating what this whole experience over the last few months has shown is if you want a film to be culturally relevant it's either you know it's either got to be netflix absolutely smashing it out of the park with the marketing of it um or in the cinema i think honestly i think netflix are about the only streamer who can do that and even that even then i'd say this year maybe not so much like has any netflix film this year actually made any kind of like real impact no like culturally no netflix have not weirdly for the start of the year they had where they made this big hoo-ha about Mm. um we're going to release um a film a film every week yeah Mm -hmm. um they kind of like none of those have landed it's almost like they've gone right actually we want to we want to release a film a week but what we want to do is give you all the shit ones now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when it gets closer to, you know, when it gets September onwards, that's when we'll start giving you the good stuff. And But then the really, really good stuff will also come out in the cinema. Mm. You know, like it's, um, I'd, it, it's been a really interesting time, but I, I feel very, very, very confident at this point about cinema as in like the buildings, the business uh, of of its continuing relevance and vibrancy. And to be honest, you know, I've said an awful lot in the past, cinema's dead, blah, blah. But I, to be honest, the experience since the turn of the year has turned me around on that. You know, people want to go, people realise, you know, and just generally the studios seem to be getting it into their heads that if they want their films to actually be remembered and have ancillary value going down the chain, which again, apparently Cruella is probably going to lack because of the way it was released. It, you, you bring them out in the cinema and have some sort of exclusivity, even if it's only a few weeks, it still gives it that kind of prestige thing. And it means that that weekend you'll get all the press attention and whatnot talking about going to see it at the cinema three weeks later the conversation's done we're on to the next thing well the interesting thing there is the mortal kombat's a very a big one to take into account there mortal kombat is so far the 2021 one is the most successful mortal kombat movie yeah you know it's made over 100 million at the box office Mm. um and so you know you could have you could have released that that movie uh, that mortal kombat movie um Without all of the the COVID things, without everything like that, that going going along, and you, if you just said to them, look, you can take your chances, or I can offer you right now, this film will will make over a hundred million. It won't make over one hundred fifty million. It make over a hundred million. They'd probably go, fuck it. Do you know what? Worst case scenario, we'll absolutely take that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that you know, no matter what, that movie was a risk. That movie could have bombed. Mm-hmm. you know and there's a possibility in in more normal times it, it might have bombed because it might have got caught in between things 
if I got released in that a week in between whatever Marvel movie would have been coming out that week yeah. and um, whatever else, Jungle Cruise, that was going to come out the week before it or something like that. Mm. And it might have got, in that little weird little pocket, um, more people might have, more reviewers might have seen it and just gone, this is shit, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in the minge space where they do. And <laughs> then it, it, it could have disappeared and done 60 million and, you know, never be seen again. Yeah, I, it's, I'm just, so I'm looking at my, my local Cineworlds listings for next Wednesday when Black Widow comes out. It's Fast and Furious 9, In the Heights, Black Widow, Hitman's Wife, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Quiet Place Part 2, The Father, Cruella, Peter Rabbit 2, Freaky and French Exit. Like, yeah, Freaky's that, coming out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's great. I love that Universal held that. And, you know, just went, nah, fuck it. We're not going to VOD this one. It it lets big screen release it. I think that's terrific. And yeah, it just I, like... I saw that... a I saw a poster for it as we were coming out of nine. And um, I was like, hang on a minute. They were, they were advertising that like the last time you were open. Yeah. Is it just that they haven't updated the thing or not? And then the next one after it uh, was Supernova. And I was like, oh, no, no, they have updated it. It's just mm. it must just be coming out. That's 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 kind of cool. Yeah, and I mean th- 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 this is the thing. It's like I, I we got a quite a busy weekend, so I, I I I maybe won't. But I'd like I'd like to go see Freaky. To be honest with you, I'll probably just buy an unlimited ticket for it, and then at least I got a bit of money off me anyway. But um, y- y- you know, like that's what I'd like to see Freaky. I'm gonna go see Supernova on the big screen. I I am. You know, there are there are ways of not watching it on the big screen, but I am going to go see Supernova in 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 the cinema. You know, it's uh, it's on next week as well, so I I will I will get to that. I mean, but that those listings, it's not, and I mean this is a bit of a shame, but it's not the it's going to be a mix of old and new. You know, like they were kind of talking about. It is just like like back to it, but the product is there. That that that's the thing. It's coming out, and yes, I'd like rep screenings, but I also understand that rep screenings is a, a every single day thing. Aren't really going to get bumps on seats. I went to see West Side Story. I was the only person after the two people in front of me left ten minutes in, you know, and that was on a Sunday evening. Well, I read a thing from from Cineworld who basically did say um, that they will, but they're not they're not binning the idea of retro screens, and that they will come back. They said, but we just have to make allowances for the fact that there's a backlog of new films. Yeah. And we want to do that. They said, but, you know, when things get kind of, when things get back to normal, yeah, we're going to start showing Back to the Future nights and, and bits like that. Mm. And we're going to start trying to be a bit a bit more clever with it. I, I, I wonder. I, like, I wonder. that that That's all. It, it's... They're, they are going to make more money from having 10 screenings of Black Widow a day versus eight screenings yeah, of Black Widow and two. When things can't, when, when, when you can have the amount of people that can get, that can fully fill a cinema into a cinema, that's, okay. what, that's what it was meaning when they'll look at going back to that idea. I, 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 I honestly, I still wonder about that. It, I, yeah, I, I mean, they would they, they'll do the maths, and if it works out, then fair enough. But um, I, I want to see what our oh, view unreleased there. Um, 
I wanted to see what View were doing because I know they've been pretty hot on the the, the retro screenings. But it's like, yes, I, but the thing is, it's like if they're just going to do it every now and then, like Showcase are weirdly really good about that. And they were beforehand as well, where they will do a random one or two showings in a week of something old. Yeah, that, that's, like, that, that's what that's what Sony World yeah. are going to do. They're going to have it where, you know, they'll have for one week, they'll have like three showings of Goodfellas, for instance. And then the next week it'll flip to something else. Yeah, st- stick on Alien on one of your small screens on a Tuesday evening. I'll fucking go. And mm. a lot of people would. You know, I mean, it's so, yeah, I, 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 it just, you know, when... It was interesting. I was listening to the to the box office podcast last week, and they had a gentleman. I think his name's Phil Clapp. He's like um, uh, trade the the UK exhibitors like trade body head, and he was saying that it didn't feel like it at the time, but actually when cinemas were open, kind of like last summer through to like October November, it was almost like a test run for now. You know, and like um, exhibitors weren't really supplying the product, so they were thinking of other things to show and whatnot. Whereas now the exhibitors are supplying the products. And also in terms of when is it going to slow down? That's that. I mean, that's a question, you know, it, it's, we, we've got black widow, we've got jungle cruise. Um, oh, fuck me. My mind's gone blank, but there, there's, there, there's plenty coming out in July crudes too, uh, off the top of my head. Um, ah, but there, there, there are plenty of films coming out. And then you get into September and October and it's a complete fucking log jam. So that, mm. like, when is it going to calm down? Probably not until early next year. Oh yeah. They the, the reckon it's going to be, it's going to be next year before it all starts to, starts to ease up a little bit. And I mean, that's great. I, I sound like, I almost sound like I'm complaining. Fuck no. You know, like it, it was an absolute, it was a drought, you know, I mean, we, we kept the show going, but, it was a little bit dicey a couple of weeks where it's like, what the fuck do we review? We can chat shit about anything. I mean, we've, we've, we've successfully proven that over the last 15 months, you know, but we're, uh, you know, we're back. And when it is a big film, I give a completely incorrect take on Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> <laughs> you were just excited. I, I re- It was... But it was also melancholy because it was like, well, that's going to be the last one of these for a while. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like you felt like you had to be nice. <laughs> I enjoyed my time watching, like, seriously, it was such a drop off. It was such a drop off. I was watching it with Donna and she was looking at me like I was a fucking idiot. So the other news I think we've had is there's going to be two more. Um Fast and Furious movies. Then part one and two. Part one yeah. and two. <laughs> yeah. So they're, yeah, they're they're making ten, but one of but the last one is going to be in two parts, shot back to back. I mean, so I mean, Tarantino logic. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't want this, and we'll get to this in the review. But I can almost feel like it's going to be called Fast Ten: The Saga of Dominic Toretto, and then Fast Ten: Coda. The end of the road for Dominic Toretto. Yeah, but I think we can. It'll be snappier than that. It, It'll be can... something stupid. Yeah. It's gonna. I. I hope so. He'll be fast my... ten your seatbelts. It. Oh God, I wish. But, um, <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm some kind of freaky genius right now. That's incredible. 
I uh, um, tweeted that on the on Thursday. Um, thank you very much, Becky. <laughs> All right, fuck off. I didn't see it. <laughs> of course I mean, didn't. that's both of you. That's fucking genius. Of course you didn't. I'm genuinely impressed. <laughs> like, like a little bit in awe of both of you right now. My brain was going, what could it be? What snappy could it be that you fucking bastards both come out with a really obvious but brilliant one? <laughs> but de- we'll get to it in the review. But my worry is Vin Diesel's going to go, it can't be funny. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the most earnest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Justin Lin's going to be back. Great. Apparently that can you hear that in the background by the way? Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Is your vibrator Some... going off? Somebody's doing something outside. Fucking hell. Let... Hang on, let me see if I can close the window. what windows really are ace they are are they (laughs) fucking hell right anyway yeah so apparently fast nine is like setting up what the final two are gonna be um yeah well we'll get into it i'm not sure i'm entirely bothered about seeing the dangling threads of fast nine continued on for another two films it's yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it we'll get into it what, 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 should we should we should we trailers what trailers have been on um i'll just say very quickly you guys didn't get to the imax did you we couldn't know we it, it just every time every imax screening that we were like that's the one we're gonna go to something else came up didn't it mm. <laughs> well i was at work on sunday on hour which didn't help and then we're like right i finish at four let's go to the 20 past four and then we're like fuck isabel's at work at five we can't really drop her off at four and just have her sit there for an hour <laughs> we, we did consider it yeah. or i did at least no, I i'd have been happy with that i mean i, I, I did consider it I, I thought i'd get criticized for saying it out loud shit so did we miss an opportunity there we did 100 yeah. did um so um there was a preview uh in front of imax showings of the next jurassic world um jurassic world dominion which was like odd so fully fully imax framed like top to bottom like all screen no black bars or anything which was great but it essentially it starts out and it's just the origin of the like the mosquito mosquito that takes the blood like that they then use Oh, so it, it 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 it's the mosquito's origin story. <laughs> yeah, which was really weird. Yeah, the origin story we really don't need. No, because I mean, like, there's loads of like CG dinosaurs going about their business and whatnot, and I was like, oh right, is this like what the world is now? That like all these dinosaurs in, in this area kind of cohabiting? And it was like, no. And then it and then it cut it cuts out of that. And it's like 65 million years later, and then um, it's a cinema is show like a drive-in cinema is showing a film and then a t-rex just fucking runs in from behind the fucking screen and smashes into it and then chaos ensues um which i I really liked you know i it was just um yes 
actually, I very much do want to see dinosaurs invading, like, contemporary Earth. Thank you very much. Yes, I, 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 I want this. And that, that was kind of about it, really. And, that, um, you know, and then it was just like in cinemas next summer. Um, but, yeah. That, that, I, that next year? Yeah. Jesus. It was They're supposed starting to... the hype train for that early, aren't they? Yeah, it was supposed to be this year, but no, I mean, fair play, you know, they're both universal properties and universal just want to kind of like statement of intent with a bang. And I appreciate it because, you know, it's fully IMAX and it's like in like in IMAX next year. It's like you can't fucking watch this on Netflix, you know, IMAX. So I like that. But yeah, and like the the, the people around seem to be kind of vibing with it as well like halfway through it somebody just goes oh, it's jurassic park which I thought was <laughs> fucking brilliant it was like what gave it away um but uh yeah no it's just, that, but she sounded so excited it was like i'm oh, good for you yeah um stuff like that is you are very much like fair play but that's the thing and again that's the kind of thing you only get in the fucking cinema. It's like yeah. the end of Inception where it cut to black and I just heard a Welsh man say, it was bloody stopping. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, is one of my, my favourite, favourite, favourite reactions. Um, but yeah, I, it, was, it was fun and I'm looking forward to that. There is a bootleg teaser trailer, which is different from this that I saw a couple week uh, like last week or the week before which i'm assuming will be the actual teaser trailer for every everyone um we'll talk about that when it actually comes out but it i don't know it it's fun to see sam neil again um what trailers have you guys been watching so there's the halloween kills trailer mm. um it, it looks like more balls to the wall horror uh than um Halloween. What was it called? Halloween. Halloween. Was it just called Halloween? Yeah. Was it? I'm sure it had a stupid name. Uh, yeah, so it looks a little bit more. It looks more gnarly uh, than, than, than that. It looks I, like it's sort of front-facing to a, an argument that many people have had about these kind of films for years, which is, oh, come on, they would not survive that. Like, it looks like they're gonna kind of discuss that head-on. It, Which another film that we will be discussing later also discusses one of its failings. Well, not failings, but one of its less believable oh, yeah. elements. Um, yeah, that's it. It, it. it does look a little bit like they're going to explore the or, or directly go for the it's supernatural element. Yeah, which I think is interesting. They probably won't now that we've said that. <laughs> but it looks like they're going to. It, it, yeah, I mean, it seems to be pretty strongly going for that, doesn't it? The whole kind of like the more he kills, the the, the more his power grows stuff. It's um, I mean, John Carpenter's already said this is like the nastiest and bloodiest Halloween film, period. And it is like based on this trailer, it's like yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm 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 up for it. I'm I'm more up for this. I'm I'm more up for watching this than I am for a rewatch of Halloween. Yeah, that should have been better. It it um it very much feels like a film made by people being influenced by Trump and how angry Trump and people supporting Trump have made them. Like it feels this trailer feels like a very angry, pissed off film. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it, it just everybody's unhappy. I mean, I do, I do like the whole they're they're going away from the burning building at the end uh, of the of, of the the first one or like the first David Gordon Green one, and then oh shit, they're gonna put the fire out. Like I like I like how just obvious that is, but like, but in a good way. Just like, of course, that's what would happen. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, no, let it burn, let it yeah. burn. You know, there is, there is, I think I turned around, you met someone, I went, what do you think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally I, their job. Yeah. I just, no, I mean, I, I, there's something about that that tickles me. What can I say? It, it just, oh, it I, makes, I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. The, the first, the, the first David Gordon Green one, I, I, I rewatched it a little while back and I, I like it. Um, but I like that this one almost feels like the town versus Michael Myers. But then it kind of almost feels like there's going to be a bit of uh, are the Strodes going to be wanting to do something which goes against what the town wants to do? And is it going to be almost like a rabble rousing kind of thing? You know, I, I, I'm going to be mm. interested to see where it goes. And the fact that it's like essentially a two parter. Fucking love that. Let's 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 go. Let's just have. You know, obviously you've had so many Halloween sequels, but you've not necessarily had we are the filmmakers who are going to make the next one. So you look at the return of Michael Myers and uh, oh, is it is number five, The Curse of Michael Myers? Yes. Um, what's six? Is that The Curse of Mike? The Paul Rudd one. Is that The Curse? I don't think so, no. Cursed Paul Rudd. Halloween. Oh, one um, other thing. We very much enjoyed the reference to Season of the Witch in there, didn't we? Yes. What was the reference? Oh, no. What was that? Masks. The masks. The oh, kids shit. On the, yeah. okay. What is it? Um, yeah, that was that was very cool. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, it was six to curse Michael Myers. Yes, uh, five. Five is Revenge of Michael Myers. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But like four and five, they've got. Actually, and six have got a bit of a little bit of an arc, but four and five are way more t- uh, closely tied. It's like the same actors and stuff. Um, but it was a completely different filmmaker took over the fifth one, and it's like the the kind of like the tone is weirdly comedic. Where so they, it, it doesn't quite feel like it was planned. Whereas with this, you've got David Gordon Green and Danny McBride kind of constructing this. You've got the cast kind of all in. Uh, very up for seeing more Judy Greer in something. Very much hope she doesn't get killed. Um, I, the girl, Andy Matichek, whatever. Let's have Judy Greer and Jamie Lee Curtis saving the day. That'd be fine by me. Um, but yeah, it, it feels like it's going to be a cohesive whole in like a three hour story. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. But should we segue? Yep. Do you know what I am even more looking forward to seeing? Go on. Candyman looks like it is going to fucking slap. I know the first trailer was good, but this one. Le- yeah. Oh, my. It, it, it is. It, it, it seems like it's going for a, a grandness that I think the original Candyman has. So fucking where it's it, Candyman a little bit weirdly. Uh, and I, I think we all agree that the, the, the phrase prestige horror is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's bullshit. But Candyman 
kind of almost was prestige horror before pre- before the, the idea of prestige horror existed. I think I think everyone that makes a prestige horror movie is wanting it to be Candyman. That's it. Because it, it, it is. It's got a fucking class to it and it's got a the pacing. It's never hurried. It does it in its own fucking time. That's it. But Candyman is magnificent. You take a, a, a what essentially could have been a a slasher movie mm. and then you turn it into a social commentary that has actually not a lot of outright horror within it but it is still a horror movie fucking and then, moody as fuck yeah, though and yeah. then you score it by philip glass um it's it it, it really is a, a, a weird one that it, it took so long for it to be kind of appreciated by people it, it was very much appreciated when it first came out it was a weird one Candyman. it was very big and it was very successful when it first came out because it was it was approachable and horror hadn't been approachable for a while mm. um and, and and here you had you know off the back of like silence of the lambs you you know horror went through a mini little period in the early 90s where it it, it became it became a movie that, that, that people's parents went out to on, you know, on date nights to and things like that. Where, and it had stopped being that for, for a good while uh, because they, it, it had gone through the whole slasher period and it had then the straight to video thing had kind of taken over. Um, and this was a bit of a banner period for it. But this looks like it's going for. It's sticking to the core beliefs of, some, of, 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 of Candyman. Mm. Um, and then. But actually, going right, we can make a modern telling of this, but still have it as part of the the mythos. Mm, mm. I'm very, very excited. I'm well, also really excited because it means we get to watch Candyman again yeah. beforehand. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I I very much sense the Candyman Patreon is coming. Um, yeah, all, all three of them. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but I, I'm not. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've seen two or three to be. Actually, no, I think two's the one, the Bill Condon one, isn't it? Which I, th- yes. I think I have seen. Um, I approach the idea of going back to Candyman with dread. Um, there's something about the aesthetic of '90s horror movies that just weird me the fuck out, and I yeah. don't know what it is. It's 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 a very I think with Candyman I think it's because um, it it draws you in to the the whole there's a mystique to it and there's this it, it weirdly it becomes this odd gothic romance for a little bit mm. that kind of makes sense within it and it's it's painted you know the Candyman is this yes is this overbearing figure of doom, but he's also this kind of like tragic Shakespearean figure at the same time. Um, It's, it's such an unsettling movie. You've also got the kind of, that weird bit where Helen just kind of accepts, oh shit, I'm I'm the bad guy. I'm not, but as far as everyone's concerned, I'm the bad guy and Mm. just really essentially sacrifices herself. What was interesting in this trailer? It, what, what was interesting in this trailer uh, that I noticed, I didn't notice in the other trailers, was the um, the burns on his arm. That's interesting. 
Is yeah. He, is he meant to be the baby. Yeah, he's the, he's the baby. Or a No, but I'm just saying it, 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 it's interesting that they actually specifically show it in this. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's quite interesting that it's there because I don't so think. Because I, I, I'm guessing from this, he doesn't know. Uh, mm, yeah. Yeah, he, he isn't aware that he is a baby from that, and I'm guessing we're going to get some kind of realization of this was all covered up by the. By Caprini Green. Again, another odd thing there it, from, from Candyman. That was a real place, but it wasn't a real place in the book. It was set in Liverpool in the book. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have I have made no kind of I've not hidden it at all that this is absolutely my most anticipated fucking film of the year. And if it isn't good, I am going to fucking cry. I I don't think I'm very confident that it's going to be good mm. because I do think that if if it was just generic or it was anything like that, it'd have, it'd, it'd have come out already. Mm. I think that they they they've looked at it and gone, We've got "Ooh, we might have something special here." Mm. Okay. Yeah. I don't, can't take that kind of disappointment after the year and a bit we've we've had. I need I need this to be good. I yeah, I've, I've got a feeling it's going to be epic. Mm. I've they, got a feeling they, it's going to be ten minutes long as well. Nice. They they know it they yeah they know they're onto something with this um it, it's yeah I'm I'm really really fucking excited and Nia da Costa is say I mean she's saying all the right things it it doesn't look like this is just a this is gonna this is gonna let me direct a Marvel film kind of like pathway film or something it feels like she's fucking invested Jordan Peele. Yeah feels invested i know his name is bandied about probably too much with this but to be fair he is producing it he's not just putting his name on it is a monkey paw productions film and as well so, it, it, he's it, you know he's been he's been a producer producer rather than just uh yeah like fucking michael bay slung his name on um a quiet place too mm. yeah yeah and even michael bay might go and watch it and go ha, i produced this <laughs> that was all right wasn't it Oh, yeah. fucking hell! Ah, should probably watch the first before I came here. <laughs> no, I yeah, I it's I'm I'm really really getting the hype on Candyman quite like seriously. Like it, it's one of those ones where people are going to be banging on about it. I think I'm going to be right there with them. Yes, yeah, so, I, 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 I I will. I'm looking forward to the Guardians piece about Candyman. Was it always shit though? Uh, I might find whoever writes it if they do that. I, I think I think by then everyone will just go. We'll, we'll do what they did when the whole Robin Hood Prince of Thieves thing came out and just go. Oh, piss off! <laughs> you know what? Robin Hood Prince of Thieves is one of those films. We know the American accent thing's a bit shit, but everything else in that oh, film yeah. is really it, good. It, it, it is a little bit like everybody just called on it and just went. We know what you're doing. Bugger off. <laughs> I, I tell you what I'm looking forward to more. Nia da Costa being the new Ava de Veronay, but good. But good, yeah. I, that, that, I, that's a little that. bit harsh. That I'm sorry, like, but the Ava de Veronay, who it kind of feels like is actually worth all the talk. Yeah. The Ava de who won't make that god-awful, what was it? A wrinkle in time. That was it. A wrinkle in twats. Uh, and then another movie bouncing from a movie that is going to get a lot of hype to a movie 
that has zero hype but has ten rings. Oh, I think it looks better in this trailer. I it will agree. Better. Yep. What do you think, Ian? It's definitely a better trailer. It's it getting is. across the story more. It actually looks like it might have been shot in some real places at times. Um, yep. Yeah. Again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hyped for it. Like, quite frankly, but it it definitely looks more interesting than it did previously. Yeah. I, I'm I'm starting. I, I'm not hyped for it at, at all. I'm more hyped for Snake Eyes. Um, Oh, yeah. I finally seen the trailer for Snake Eyes. Yay! It looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, that was the first time I saw it when we were in the cinema. Um, but with Shang Chi, I am starting to get a little bit of a weird vibe, where I reckon this is going to be fucking brilliant. Like, um, just, wow, that's I, a I, turn. I, yeah, I do. I just think that everything is against it. That it's going to turn out to be fucking brilliant out of nowhere. <laughs> I weird request from me. I really hope Aquafina is a love interest and isn't just the gooky friend. Uh, the gooky. My God, that felt like a really offensive term by accident. Goofy? Kooky was what I meant to say. Okay. I think I was trying to say kooky or goofy and it came out as gooky. I'm ever so sorry. That was literally... I think everybody who listens to this will know that that was a slip of the tongue here. I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I want... I like. Aquafina, love interest. Yes, please. I like Aquafina, and I want, I want to see, but you know, I want to see her be a love. I want her to be a love interest, and I want her to do things. I want her to be an active participant, but also like that she can get some Shang Chi dick. I, I, I think, I think she's going to be a love interest, but Shang Chi doesn't know that she's a love interest. I think there's that going to be that element to it. He's just going to be too focused on his ten ring. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to focus on her one ring. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm glad he went there because I was about to. Uh, what have we got next? What have we got next? Um, no sudden move. Uh, I actually haven't seen the trailer for this. So, please. Um, it, it looks good, doesn't it? Do you know what? Yes, it does. I just really wanted Brendan Fraser's comeback movie to be like, Look how Buffy is again. Like, like he'd shed the last however many years of obscurity in in more of a kind of. Well, we were talking about this, Miriam, because we were saying, you know, it, it must be. Cat's knocking shit off the thing. Um, you know, it must be weird for him to look at, and and he has had a a bad few years. Yeah. And he's very much coming out of the other side of it, but it, it, he's very much been like because he he lost a lot of weight. And then, and then he's had to put it back on. Put it back on yeah. for um, the movie he's doing with Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Um, and he's he's kind of said, you know, that that he wants to after this, he wants to to get back down to you know a more robust physique. He said. <laughs> um, I just. I I I think we've we've said it numerous times on this. I think we're all very much here for a Brendan Fraser come back I'd love to see it. Um, I, want it. I, I was saying to, to, to Ian on our, our WhatsApp thing the day he should have been a fucking megastar mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he should have been he should have been at the level um, of like Pitt and Clooney and Damon and things like that he should have been thought of as those guys are thought of you know he's got he's got yeah the looks 
he was more charismatic than any of those guys. And I'm including Clooney, who is very charismatic. Mm. But even with Clooney, the, char- the charisma started to come off a little bit grumpy now. Yeah. And it, it, it's, 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 it's abated a little bit. Fucking Dwayne Johnson, I and tell you. he had the, uh, yeah. Uh, he also, he could do the dramatic bits. You know, Gods and Monsters showed that he got Oscar nominated for it. And he's very, 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 very good in that. Mm. Uh, but he could also do zany. You know, George the Jungle is fucking fun. Uh, any Asino man is fun. Um, weirdly, um, I saw a, a, a mock-up poster that somebody did called um, Casino Man. And it was... A poster from Casino, but it was Paulie Shaw <laughs> and uh, Brendan Fraser stood either side of, of De Niro from the poster of Casino, and it just said Casino Man. And honestly, I couldn't stop laughing for about five minutes. Nice, <laughs> but yeah, he should have been fucking huge. And the fact that the fact that he gets the and Brendan Fraser in this almost feels a little bit like a certain part of Hollywood has gone, do you know what? Fuck it. This guy should be on our screens every year being fucking great. And he got, he got essentially trod upon by a system and we let it happen. Let's fucking bring him back. Do you reckon Uncle Vin, because obviously we know he listens to the podcast, do you reckon he's been listening and we've been saying about the whole like Dwayne Johnson stole his career kind of thing? He's like, shit, I feel really guilty. I should have cast Brendan Fraser as Hobbs. I can't undo that now. So he's been talking to some people. So what's going to happen is in... in um, Ten. What's it called? Fasten your seatbelts. Fast, 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 fast ten your seatbelts. Brendan Fraser is going to turn up and be uh, Hobbs's uh, tougher adopted brother. <laughs> I mean, I'd be on board with that. <laughs> I think we all would, um, apart from Dwayne Rock Johnson, who will be sat there going, Fuck this. fucking Vin. <laughs> um, next trailer, um, How Do They Fall? It looks cool as fuck, I'm sorry, it just really does. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just going to say, I think it looks fucking brilliant. Mark has an issue with it, which I kind, I, I do see, but I also don't care. What's your fucking issue with it? My issue with it? Um, Is it that Idris it, Elba can only be Idris Elba in anything? No, because I'm fine with Idris Elba in things. Okay. Um, it looks really good. It looks really cool. It also looks like every item of clothing, um, ah, yeah, it's the yeah. first time I've ever worn it. And every single set looks like it was just freshly painted for those people in their freshly put on clothes to perform on. That may be a sartorial it, choice. It's, a, it's, it's fine as a sartorial and a stylistic choice, but when you're doing it as a period piece that is a Western, it, it will instantly take you out of it. You saw Regina King in the trailer, right? Regina King, it, 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 it looked great, but it will always feel like Ian's um, shot in a car park in Georgia. If you have a Western that is <laughs> completely pristine and clean, it will always feel... Like it's shot at an amusement park. Mm-hmm. It just will. At Westworld, just for open. Yeah. Because the when they're breaking him out on the, in a trailer of that, what is it? All of it looks like it was just painted the day before. A Keith Sanfield in it. I'm not as into the Keith Sanfield thing as everybody else appears to be. It's quite pretty. Yeah, but he also very much comes across as being the Keith Sanfield in everything I've seen him in. I know, Bill. Learn some good tricks off Idris Elba then. Not to make a successful career out of that. Anyway, 
So yeah, uh, but yes, it, it does look very cool. Yes, very cool. Final trailer. I, I, I meant to do I meant to do one before this because that was going to be my last one. Okay. Uh, the new Suicide Squad trailer that I saw this on the uh, cinema. Yes. Did you get this before? Um, I'd seen a new cinema uh, the Suicide Squad trailer relatively recently. Yep. I'm I, I am now convinced that John Cena may be a comedic genius. <laughs> yes, that's probably fair. Because that that bit in the what is it where they where they literally go, Are you called Peacekeeper, and he's like, I will kill as many women and children as, as I have to, <laughs> to keep the peace. He's <laughs> just, he's brilliant. It's his delivery, I think, isn't it? It's, it is. Yeah. I am I am very here for, for John Cena. He seems like a really good dude. Um, he's a wrestler who refused to go, uh, when he was still contracted, and refused to go and wrestle in Saudi Arabia because of their appalling human rights. Um, he very much um, had a very polite go at some um, COVID denier, denier who had a go at him for wearing a mask. <laughs> right. Um, and did it in a really polite way. Yeah. Of just saying, look, if all these people want to wear masks, whether or not there's COVID there or not, why should it bother you? Mm. Mm. You're not wearing one. And that, you know, if you want to do that, that's fine. But don't harass other people who do. Because if you can harass me all you want, I'm big enough to take it. But don't harass that girl behind the counter. And it was just, but, it was a, but he didn't do it in a threatening way. He did it in a very nice, just talk yeah. to him. But literally at the same time was getting the guy out of the store at the same time to just, what is it? And it was just really nice. He just comes across as a good dude. Yeah. So moving swiftly on from John Cena being a good dude to John Cena being a bad dude. Bad dude. Bad dude. All right. Let's see what that beast is made of. You ready, y'all? If we can't break through, we stop it. Uh, nine. Um... I think a rat might have just died in my floorboards. <laughs> what did a little did a little rat come up playing the harp out of the floorboards? No, I. So we've had a rat for the last few days. And I've been there's a hole that's been coming through in the kitchen, Jesus. and I've been stuffing like for the last couple of days, just like poison bait blocks up in the hole and then they've been disappearing so it's been fucking having them i just heard like while you were talking there mark i've just been i I don't know whether it came in the background just a shitload of just noise in my floorboard and then just nothing maybe a snake got it I'm, I'm ever so slightly wondering whether it was the spasms, the dying spasms of a rat 
while you're talking about how John Cena's a comedic genius. <laughs> Almost feels fitting. Uh, He's full on murder agged a rat. Oh, dude. Like, thing is, we're in a student area and their approach to food waste is if I put the bag out on the pavement, something will have it. Um so we have rat like rats in the area like a lot there's dead rats down like on the like pavement and roads and stuff like quite a bit around here it's not great um and we, we we've had a we've had a few in our time not super 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 often but yeah when they're here the mission is how do we kill them as soon as possible i'm not i'm not humane about it i'm, I'm just i'm not I don't want them in the fucking house. And I've tried the first time we had we had them. I tried the humane traps and they just didn't fucking work. But you know what does work? Poison. Poison. Poison works. The problem is that is kind of like what you've got to do with rats because they do multiply like a motherfucker. Can't you just like catch them? No. no. They're, like, they're, 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 they're a lot smarter than mice. Like. I'd like to say I tried humane traps and it got fucking nowhere. It came to a point, literally Christmas Day night a few years back, it was trapped in oh, the nice. cupboard in the living room. And my sister was here as well. And like it'd been stuck in there, like just with a trap for like a couple of days. And we're just watching TV and we just hear it shuffling around and then just like it was like, right, okay, dead rat in the cupboard to deal with on Christmas Day night. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, that that that's not what you want to sell at bring you, is it? No, no, not at all. Um, then a few days later, we noticed a smell under the sofa. What was it? It was a fucking dead rat. Jesus. Yeah, like it was bad. We've had the cancel round, and you know they they have one hundred percent said it is not you. You know you are disposing of all. Like you know you're not leaving food around the place. You know you you it's wherever they're coming in from is just fucking inaccessible. But this one fucking spot in the ceiling in the kitchen, like we know that they've been up there. So I've been putting the bait blocks up there. And like I said, they keep on taking them away tomorrow, just in case this shit doesn't work, even though I think it, I think it has, cause it's gone very quiet, but uh, I've got the strongest rat poison you can get commercially coming. Um, where apparently it's like, like the last time we, we had them, we got that. And literally, we laid it down one day and then, um, like, a few days later, started smelling something. And then within a few days, the smell was gone. So there's a rat corpse in the floorboard somewhere as well. You know, and it's just, uh, it it's a thing that we, we, we have to live with. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to live with them. I'm poisoning the fuckers. So if this little fucker is, or fuckers are still alive tomorrow, they're going to have some yummy, yummy nuclear blue coloured shit, which is going to fuck them up. <laughs> wow. Um, 
Fair play. Cannot, like, cannot be doing... Yeah, all right. <laughs> fucking WhatsApping. Um, nice. Um, cannot fucking be doing with them. Just, like, the girls fucking hate them. And it's just like, no, like, just no. You know, we had... Um, we've had kiki up with us the last couple of nights in the bedroom uh because it's like the only way that and like we we can like if if kiki is in the bedroom and the rat like senses the dog doesn't make a fuck it like will not come into the floor because it was under the floorboards in the bedroom at one point and it's like if kiki is there it will not fuck it it will not be in there yeah. And it's the only way that we're getting it, like consistent sleep. So anyway, fast nine. But I just had to say that I honestly, it was like a good couple of minutes of loads of noise, like the most noise I've ever heard any of these fucking things making when I'm kind of like in the same area as them, and then just quiet. Hopefully, hopefully you have murderized a rat. Hopefully, I have given a rat severe internal bleeding. <laughs> so, once some people who never get severe internal bleeding, um, <laughs> Justin Lin's back. Um, Chris Morgan is 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 gone from writing. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, Justin Lin and Daniel Casey, and who? But who else is back? Uncle Vin's back. Of course, he is. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is there Tyrese Gibson Chris Ludacris Bridges um, Natalie Emmanuel uh, Jordana Brewster's there For some fucking reason We'll get to that Spoiler alert for something that happens in the trailer um, Sung Kang's back uh, Helen Mirren's back Charlize Theron's back Kurt Russell's back For some reason also Shea Wiggum's back uh, <laughs> And other people are back as well lucas black's back yeah uh, and he's mad and his voice, voice. <laughs> yeah which when we talk about tokyo drift i've got to my voice thing that i had been stitches while we were watching it okay um but yeah and also as well uh, who else is there michael rooker's here uh and john cena is 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 here as well um the comedic genius the comedic is. genius uh, of, of john cena uh, i'm going to bring up the i am of the d disease um to find the the plot synopsis that they give us on there because that's just what I do now. Um, this isn't even the plot. What's it say? Cypher enlists the help of Jacob, Don's younger brother, to take revenge on Dom and his team. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. That's not what happens. Um, Jacob is working for um, essentially Otto. Uh, who might be the owner of Spotify or might be a dignitary's son. Um, so, yeah. And it throws a wicked party, though. It does throw a wicked party, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> bit concerned about his party thing in the sense that, oh, all these women are all employed. It's like, right, so you have no friends then, you sad little dweeb. Um, yes, to steal, essentially... Two halves of a weird Nerf ball um, that can basically control, control any electrical device, any electrical device yeah. um, that's there and they need a key. The, let's face it, the plot's not important. No. 
Um, also, there's magnets in space. There's magnets and there's space and there's Edinburgh. Um, Elon Musk wishes. Um, well, let's not get into that print. Um, so, Ian, I have a question for you. Uh, if it if it's the rat still alive, yes, it is. Oh, has it started up again? Yeah. So it, it could be the start of the death for us. I tell you what, man, it's like fucking Dolby Atmos. This, like, fucking hell, like it is loud, man. Like I'm kind of wondering whether it's like still panicking. <laughs> Maybe it's just had a massive fucking poison shit. Like on it, it might be something like that. It's quiet again now. So I'm so sorry. I will focus up now. I'd, I'd like. What's the point in me just listening out for fucking rat noise? Uh, yes. What's your question, Mark? Um. So. In 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 nine. Nine. We have um. Essentially, you have in the background a, a great bit from Tyrese Gibson where he's starting to. <laughs> contemplate the existential crisis that he's having about why these things keep happening Mm. uh, and all of this and there is some great fun with that Mm. however even when they die they don't die even yeah they don't is is the whole dominic toretto thing being essentially become he's become a the superhero is that starting to get a little bit far-fetched and does it affect your enjoyment of these movies? If you it, think it, it is getting far-fetched. It's, it's interesting, because when I came out of this, I, 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 I was kind of on a high. But the more I think about it, the more I am... Look, Vin Diesel does need to realise that his acting prowess is not the star of the show. And it's starting to feel like he at, he is the one bringing the emotional stakes here. I'm just going to say before I forget that there is a moment where Diesel is drowning. And it is completely undercut by the fact that it literally looks like he is stood looking up and they just applied a blue filter on it. For a film that has been delayed a full year and for that fucking shot to make it into it is fucking embarrassing. And it just makes the whole insane, over-the-top, whatever the fuck we're supposed to feel, all the sillier. It's... It's baffling. Diesel is in a completely different film from everybody else. Yeah. And he was he was in the fate of the furious as well. But there was some proper soap opera cheese there. But here it's like, oh, God, he actually wants us to feel something. And it's it's weird. I was talking about this with uh, a podcast listener workmate, uh, Paul, earlier on, where he. He is just. He's not a great actor, but it feels like he thinks he's doing Shakespeare. And I think Paul actually said 
it would be like if Schwarzenegger actually tried to do Hamlet instead of just that bit in Last Action Hero. <laughs> it, it, and that's dead on and credit to him. It's becoming beyond parody. I mean, the plotting is becoming beyond parody anyway. But the way that the, the way Han comes back to life is just silly and cheesy and makes no sense. But you go with it. But the way they retcon John Cena in and the fact it's directly tied into Dom and it retcons the whole I beat a man to death with a wrench thing into that guy kind of had it coming. And it's 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 very, very odd. And I I really appreciate Vin Diesel for like, like the fact that he. he with these he knows his lane in terms of like staying within these films and not doing too much outside of them but it's almost like he doesn't know what his lane is in the films anymore and it really that adds to the runtime like the the flashback sequences i like the fact that they applied a digital a graininess to them that was terrific i very much like that as soon as the universal logo came up at the start i was like i'm into this and then it kind of followed on there but i don't i don't i don't care about dom that much like and and we're supposed to really care and what you know they've got so little for roman i'm nearly done there's so little for roman and, and tedge to do here that they have to have a subplot about calling out how ridiculous it's actually getting that they keep on doing this. But then you've got that and, and uncle Vin and it is seriously, it's like uncle Vin shot all his stuff on green screen with Michelle Rodriguez and his kid and no one else. And then everybody else shot separately and then they just mashed them together. But I really, really like the action and I liked everybody around, like Fate of the Furious, to be fair. I like everyone around Vin Diesel. Becky, question for you. Go on. Right. Jordana Brewster leaves Brian just babysitting the kids. I feel like, I feel like Brian will be the more useful person to have there i feel like that's one of the least believable bits in a really not very believable plot they, of the movie they could that he would it. let her go on her own rather than just getting i don't know his mum to watch him they, they, they could have covered it really easily though i mean by, I know they can't by, do that by by, by by literally turn up and i'm going I, I, I say a line i throw a line like brian would have come but you know he's legging the cast he can't anything like that Anything like that, but it, it does feel a little bit with the John Adam Brewster thing. Like they, they they went, we can't just discard her because she's attached to that. So they want to bring her back in, but yeah, it made no sense. I just don't feel like it's believable in any way. Like you say, oh, he'd have come, but he's on assignment. He can't get back. You know, he's been a cop and not a cop so many fucking times that he could, he could be working for some weird shadowy agency. It would be perfectly believable. Mm-hmm. But and the fucking bit at the end. But but Becky. But how much did you enjoy them going into space? How much did you enjoy Vin Diesel pulling a building down with his own hands? The thing is, it's like 
if we, if we weren't nine films in, if this was like the second or third film, you'd be like, nah, this is fucking bullshit. And it could kill the franchise. <laughs> we're all in on this now. <laughs> Them going into space in a fucking jet propelled, rocket propelled, whatever car. Yeah, all right. I believe Tej could do that. Fine. The bit with Vin Diesel pulling a building down with two chains, just with the power of his manly arms, was a bit much. That was a bit much. Yeah. But, fine. Fast and Furious movie, what do you expect? What else did you like and not like? Do you know what I like? I liked, I liked all of it, to be fair. I, I liked seeing Helen Mirren back in it. Woman can rock a fucking dress. Face is looking a bit odd. Um, didn't like Cardi B. Could have lived without Cardi B being in it. The Cardi B thing feels like it made sense when they started shooting it in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. makes less sense now. That just confused the fuck out of me. Because yeah, I was like, am I supposed to know who this is? Yeah, yeah. I was like that with that one. I, I, I did think, wait a minute, has Vin Diesel got confused and thinks these are the girls from Triple X, the next level? <laughs> I, on, has, he got, has he got franchise freeze and just doesn't know which one's which now? Honestly, I, I actually thought that's what it was at first. I thought he was bringing in those girls. Like creating a, a Vin Diesel universe? Yeah, like universe. mental tongue-in-cheek thing about how it turns out that he's also got an ident- identical twin brother who changed his name and became an extreme sports star. So wait a minute, what you're saying is, right, is that Fast and Furious 10 and 11, number 12 could be triple X, and that way it's <gasps> Fast and Furious 10, which is an X. X, X, X. Fast X, so Fast 10, colon, XXX. Yep. It, ter- it does turns out that they do have a, 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 another brother from the same mother. From the same mother. Um, that is, yeah, that, that is actually just, what is it? My brother too, Dominic. <laughs> Fuck off, Jordana. Um, Sorry, Carol, Nick. What else? What else? What else? I quite enjoyed... Um, Ramsey's little driving adventure. Because she might be the best character in the entire thing. Fucking love her. She's great in it. Right. Yeah, Natalie Emmanuel. Is that yeah. A, a, yeah? Yeah. She's really fucking good. Like she's got the she's got the tone down absolutely spot on. I mean, to be fair, Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris do as well. It, it yeah. just shame about Diesel. Um. <laughs> um. Enjoyed Charlie Charlie's Theron's new shit wig or shit hair, whichever it is. That was that was fun. After her last shit hair wig. Um John Cena was really good in it. I very much enjoyed the magnets. That was fun. Didn't enjoy the child, could have lived without that. You mean the, the yeah, the, the weird kid Brian yeah. in his overalls. Question Brian Marcos Toretto. What a right. fucking name. Why? Why, why, why in this universe is Vin Diesel naming his kid after his fully alive brother-in-law? <laughs> yes, it does. Actually, yeah, you raise a good point. There. It does make sense. That. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, it's it, 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 it's weird. 
it, it is a little bit weird. It, it, a more logical one, like if, if it's like he's naming him after him because he like misses him, would have been Han. Han Marcos Toretto. It, yep. it, 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 does, it does seem like something they did. And then after the scene, somebody went. But he's not dead. But he's not dead in the universe. And they've but gone. They shit. <laughs> they should have built up in the fate of the Furious that he had a friend who died in some sort of accident. I suppose maybe it would have been a little bit too close to home. But can you imagine the emotional resonance if they called him Paul? Paul. Yeah. Just called him Paul. No, because I'd have cried even more at the end of that movie. But, but it that... would have made sense. It would have made more sense than like Ian's just said. Yeah. Yeah. There. Um. You done? What else? <laughs> you done? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I know you didn't mean it that way at all, Mark. But fuck me. Oh my god, that really sounded like it was like. It, I mean, considering the amount I fucking monologue, and then and then Becky bless her says her piece, and you're like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one thing I did mention to you when we came out of the cinema is it's really odd when you take the soap opera-ness of this series out of the similarly soap opera-y looking world of like Miami and all these glamorous places they go to and put it in the grey of Edinburgh <laughs> and it just doesn't fit and you're like you just look fucking stupid now wandering around in your cream jumper and your Timberlands because it just doesn't fucking fit. <laughs> So, yeah, that was weird. And it, it, I, was, I said to you as well, didn't I, the, the, the destruction, the sheer fucking destruction hits different when yeah. it's somewhere you recognise. I think I, I said to you as well, it was, was it's not like the destruction either is like government buildings or anything like that. It's like a group of people's like Vespers that they had parked at the side <laughs> or like a lot of people's cars mm. who were going... Right, how do I claim my insurance? I've got 10-year finance so, on that. What the fuck am I going to do ha, now? Ha, hang on a minute. Your car magically just fucking jumped at another car. All right, Connor. I bet it did. Like, <laughs> it really did. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the bit where they crashed into that fucking, um, like, menswear shop or whatever it was supposed to be. I leaned over to you, didn't I? I went, I bet that fucking building's a listed building as well. It will be. It's it the centre of Edinburgh. <laughs> fucking hell, the but history. That- I, I enjoy that wanton destruction. I mean, just like the climax of that bit where she activates the magnet and it just fucking drags that car through that fucking building. <laughs> like, I mean, it makes less than zero sense that it's like she's targeted that car and that magnet is that strong, but fine. But that's what I like. I mean, like in the first 20 minutes of this film, you go from serious Diesel and Rodriguez at home with the kid to they are literally driving through a landmine field. And then the incredible fucking bit where Roman gets blown up by a mine and lives. No, he doesn't get blown up by a mine. The truck lands on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that was I'm ever so sorry. Yeah, no. That's, yeah, Even I'm better. so sorry. But still, the point remains: a truck lands on him, and he walks out of it. But, but then... I think just, just, just trying to play devil's advocate for the movie for a second. I think the the idea of it is supposed to be that it's landed just in front of him, and then he's like, "Fuck." But that was so close. But, but, then, he, yeah. but then you get the great bit of him like, a few minutes later, where he's basically saying, "So look, 
Look at my jacket. These are bullet holes in my jacket. So why haven't I got any bullet wounds? Yeah. Actually, though, thinking about it, have any of the main cast of characters, <clears throat> with the exception of one poor lady, died? No, can I point something out there, right? So there's a moment within the movie um, where Letty and Dom's car, I think it's during that chase, gets flipped and goes over and over and over and over and then lands on its on its wheels, right? And they're both sat in the car, not a fucking scratch on either of them, not a single drop of blood. Yeah. It, it, it is almost like, like they've just gone, fuck it, we're leaning into this. We're even going to talk about it. That's it, how hard we're leaning into it. Well, the fucking it. truck has been like over and like flipped and fucked up, and then it just lands on its wheels and he drives and it he away. And he drives it away. <laughs> the, 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 the Dominic Toretto essentially slingshotting his car <laughs> over a fucking ravine. Oh, God, yeah, that bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I. I, I I had a fucking great time with this. Well, sorry, back to my point. So Letty Teray dies. Letty Teray dies, yep. And comes back. Yep. Han dies. Yep. And comes back. Yep. Elena dies. She's the only one that I can think of that's not... Uh, yeah, they, uh, they, 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 they've they hinted, haven't they? What, that she's going to come back? Yeah. <laughs> what? That'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of them said... She gets shot in the head. One of them said oh, about shit. it... Something about it and said, uh, well, you know, it's not out of the question. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. The thing, this is the thing. It's like, I get that that is almost part of the fast thing now. And I, you know, if you're going to do that and just be silly, like the way they bring Han back and it just turns out that Han was actually working for Mr. Nobody during Tokyo Drift, like, I mean, fine. Yeah, that makes sense. I, can't, I mean, yeah, I mean, that fine. All right, then. But then the fucking hand wringing of emotion in the whole Dom and Jacob thing. Just and the fact it spends so much time with it. Just no, no, no. I don't care. I, I, I don't care and i know you really want us to care but you know what i'd probably care a little bit more if it wasn't all wrapped up by the end of this fucking film and it's just okay so it's another bad guy who's just gonna be one of one of the good guys in a future one then it is a very very swift change isn't it it, it is almost like you can't work out why they go against him why they they double cross Jacob? It doesn't no. seem to have any kind of like it isn't helping them at all. And Charles then Jacob, yeah, would win. Right, but 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 even she would use him better. Even she says at one point, "Oh, I don't know why I didn't just come to you in the first place." Mm. <laughs> she would win. This is the like, if she had Jacob, she would win. Yeah. Why are they going? Do you know what? Only two of the three of us can be bad, so you're going to be the good one and we'll be bad. Why not all three of us be bad? Yeah, it it, it, it makes more sense for Cypher to have turned Jacob against Otto. Yeah. 
Anyway, just have have them be the big bad for a couple of films, and then if Jacob decides that he wants to be a good guy, then cool. But it just by the end of this film, what are we back to? Cipher is free again. Jacob's not a threat. Um, Dom and Letty. Uh, I mean, the Dom and Letty arc is we go from hiding to having barbecues. The end of eight, you were having a fucking rooftop party. Yeah, it it does seem a little bit like Dom's ready to kind of you know just be a dad and move away from all this and let his like slave my kid. Mm. Yeah, but I don't really like him. Always tell yeah. You know, it's not it's not my kid. Brian, it my kid. I I love the fact that she keeps on talking about your mum, like just like. You know, your mum's up there. Your mum's yeah. not down here. I'm not your mum. I'm not your mum. I'm, I'm, I'm not even your auntie. I'm your dad's friend. Why? <laughs> no, I reckon, I reckon she won't do that. Just in case. Oh, she's got my stepmom. No. 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 Oh, <laughs> I am not. I am. Fuck off, little Brian. Yeah. I don't like you, Brian. I'm going to put it out, right out there. Don't like you. Your stupid name. <laughs> Tried to leave and he just followed me. Weird. Literally, I, 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 I even had my memory wiped, and he fucking found me. <laughs> but I've been very critical. But the action is really, really fun. They yeah. get away with the space thing. It's that hits the perfect mix of silly, but also quite. Yeah, look how far they've gone. <laughs> You know, like, honestly, though, you know, like, it is, like, the fact that they're calling that out, but not in a jokey way there. It's just like, who would have thought the two guys from the ghetto could have, like, would be here now? You know, it's like, that. that's quite, that's quite nice. But it's also, they ram a satellite with a car in space. <laughs> but of course they do. Yeah, but I mean, that, but that's, and that, that's the thing. All of that stuff, I'm, I'm into. I'm into that, but the, the the fucking saga of Dom. No, it's not about you. It's about your family. It's about, he's not fucking talking about family anymore. It's about family. It's about your, your team. You know, it's not Dom and his amusing friends. And that's the first one of these that really has felt like that for me. It, it, it did feel a little bit like even it, like even some of the characters were getting a little bit bored of Dom's melancholy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's he's away from them for fucking ages as well. Like they're not actually in the same room all that much in this film, so you don't get that. And Dom's not like taking the piss out of them and stuff like that kind of stuff. You know, like he's not even there to react to them half the time because he's off having his fucking fun adventures trying to like piss off his little brother it's like he has more dialogue with helen mirren than he i think he probably does with either Ludacris or tyrese gibson in this probably yeah it's the only time he fucking smiles in it as well oh god yeah yeah yes it's be fun dom not everything is about you and your fucking family and how you you need to yeah, I, I I don't even know. I don't even know what his arc is here. It 
And also, he doesn't say sorry to his brother. Sorry. Jesus Christ. He doesn't even say sorry to his brother. That fucked me off. You know, it's like he absolutely misunderstood what his brother had, had done like 20 years ago. Completely fucked their relationship. And then what does he say to his brother? I'll give you a second chance. John Cena should be saying, no, motherfucker. I'm giving you the second chance. You fucking prick. You didn't have the conversation with me. You basically said, I've got to fuck off. Otherwise, you're probably going to kill me because you will not listen to me. So, hey, do you know And do you know what? No, you. I'm giving you the second chance, you fucking jumped up DVD playing player stealing twat. It, it does feel a little bit like Dom got out of, Dom got out of prison and went, I'm going to steal my little brother's life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, this seems quite nice for him. I'm going to steal this life. But th- th- this is the thing. There's zero acknowledgement that Dom has ever done wrong. That's it. it, it you, you, in, in, in Fast 10, it will be that he was stealing the DVD players to give to the poor. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, they were selling them to save the community hall from being bulldozed. Yeah, it's it's got to that level of fucking essentially of uh, like saviorism from him. But I still maintain it's an awful lot of fun. It's fun, but it's fun. It's fun. However, there wasn't in the entire thing. There wasn't. That, to my memory, a fun race. No. There wasn't a race for fun. Whereas in the rest of them, there's always a race for fun. You know, there's a fun race. The, you know, the opening to even Fate of the Furious yeah. is in Cuba with the, the fun race. You know, and that is a fun way to open it. The race here is him essentially beating his little brother and telling him to get the fuck out of Dodge whilst literally driving a Dodge. Yeah. Yeah. It is a touch self serious. Yeah. It, it is a touch self serious. But then you have the delightfulness of Natalie Emmanuel being adorable, not being able to drive a car and just crashing into everything. I mean, zero to big fucking lorry is, is a, it's a it, it learning is. curve. Yeah. Um, and then the ridiculousness of, of her just happening to get to that. And then and, and the ludicrous and Tyrese Gibson are in the back of that. And then the fact that Dom just jumps in it at one point. And the one moment where 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 Vin Diesel isn't hyper serious is when he jumps in and go, looks at them with this what the shit yeah. <laughs> face on. Yeah. And then all three of them just look at him and go, Dom? <laughs> and he just sort of starts just driving. It's- well, Bit where where it was sucking everyone's mobile phones up as well, and she noticed and let go of it all in the old. Oh yeah, that's it bites yeah. the other yeah. side of it. It the thing is, it these movies do have to realise that it's people come to it for the the silly and a touch of the melodrama. Mm. Because you've got to have the soap opera, opera melodrama that's there, but there was a little bit too much of the soap opera melodrama there. Do you know what I would say? I think the lines are too too firmly defined in this. It's like all Dom's stuff is the melodrama and then all of Tej and Roman's stuff is the funny. It's like the ha- it has to be peppered. Both have to be peppered throughout and throughout each character mm. and stuff rather than it just being right, this is the funny side, this is the serious side, there will be no crossover. Yeah. He, 
the for me the the, the problem is Diesel took the wrong lesson from Fast Seven, where that film works emotionally because of the real life events of what happened to Paul Walker. Like if that didn't happen, the that the end of that film would be like fuck me, that's a bit overblown. What you know, but it works because of what you know. But now it's like he's trying to have that emotion in these films, but without any, without like the film itself doing enough to earn that. And they're like, thankfully not being a real life event on a par with that, you know? So, and it's like, they, they try it with, you know, fate of the furious where they call him Brian. But seriously, the more you think about that, the more fucking psychotic that is. Um, and then with, and then with with this, they do it at the end with him speeding along in in, in the car, and that that again in line with that. How fucking excited is he to see Brian? Like all he wants to do in that last scene is see Brian. Yeah. It's like it's, don't worry, he's gonna be here. Just fucking chill, chill out, chill out. All right. I want to see Brian. I want to see Brian. What your son over there? No. My brother-in-law, Brian, where is he? I must see Brian. It's weird. Yep. Can I also pause it? When they're back at the house, because it's got to end with a barbecue. Why is it? Right? With some corona. But, uh, so they're, they're rebuilding the house. I'm fine with that. But they've just gone to have a barbecue there. But where are they staying? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but all of this, and I am still, it's definitely not shit. Yeah, I mean, so am I. Because it's an awful lot of fun. I'm still giving it a four out of five on Letterboxd. And although every point that we've all made is perfectly valid for why, for, for, for the flaws in this film, I don't care. Still really had a lot of fun with it. Because it had Lucas Black and his insanely silly voice. Um, where they're jumping around and they're going, what are you talking about? You didn't beat the rocket. You went, yeah, but it didn't melt. And it didn't blow up this time. <laughs> it's it, just brilliant. I want to know what happened to that character between the end of Tokyo Drift, where he is hot shit and he's got like a really like good looking girlfriend and whatnot, to being that guy. Like. <laughs> It, it, it feels like he had a side business like selling meth and started to get a bit too high on his own supply or something. Like it's like, and with the timeline of this fucking film, that was probably only a few years ago. Well, that's 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 the mental thing because th- this is how they go apparently. So the timeline I've got it up here to go over this is the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, yeah. Furious Seven, Fate of the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, and Nine. I thought I thought you were going to say like Nine is actually set before the Fate of the Furious there, and really set me off. No, and also as well, you've got the weirdness of Han actually appearing first of all in another Justin Lin movie that isn't a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, he's like a school kid in it, isn't he? Yeah. 
the character Han is from a completely different movie. What movie? Uh, it's a movie Better than Luck just tomorrow. Pardon? It's called Better Luck Tomorrow. Yeah, it's a movie that Justin Lin did, and then literally when he took when he was brought on a Tokyo Drift, he wanted to cast um, some gang in it, and then I came up with the idea of wouldn't it be great if he basically played this character from this? <laughs> nice. So yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah, because Jason Tobin's in it as well, isn't he? The is is that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Becky. Oh, definitely not shit. Yeah, really fucking enjoyed it. Thanks to watch another two. So our audience poll, definitely not shit. Twenty three percent. Touching cloth, fifteen percent. Shit, 31%. Aww. And Geostorm, 31%. I get it. I get it. I get it. You, at this point, you really do have to be fully in the tank yeah. to to, act, like, to enjoy it. And like I say, definitely not shit, but I really hope that they actually take the criticisms of this one on board. Like, I hope they read the three star reviews that it kind of just seems to be getting everywhere i mean it, it was interesting it's like the empire magazine podcast like they've been all about the fast films since fast five and mm. their review of it was very yeah it's not what it should be it's going it's going too much in that in that direction like scale it back and i really hope that they actually read into that and uncle vin doesn't just go my saga has saved cinema which I'm a little bit worried he is going to. I and the thing is, I, I I am gonna be happy if he either goes full hog either way, just because we've got two more and I'm I'm just I'm I'm <laughs> I am very much seated in. I can't. I I mean like the only thing that would get me on board with his family saga now is if, if it turns out that his dad didn't actually die, but he had a sex change and is now cipher. Oh, <laughs> I'd be, I'd, I'd be up for that. Like that, it needs. Oh no, got a better one. Go on. Helen Mirren. No. Nope. Oh, that'd be yeah, that would be quite good. That. Decadent and. What is it? Are his kids? No. His kids. Sorry. It God. turns out. Oh, do you think Vin Diesel is in comparison? Jason <laughs> Statham and whoever plays the other one. If Helen Mirren was his dad, who'd have a sex change, Deckard Shaw and Luke Shaw. It is Luke Shaw, isn't it, the other yeah. one? Wouldn't be his kids, would Hang they? Hang on, no, it's not Luke Shaw. That's a Man United football yeah. player. Oh, I don't know. Owen. Owen, Owen Shaw. Shaw, yeah. Who plays him? Luke Evans. Luke Evans, that's, that's that'll be Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't be Dominic Toretto's kids. He had like kids with his own dad, mother. I said kids, did I? Yeah, he did. Did I? I yeah, you did. But in the fast world, anything can happen. Yeah. No, if Cypher turns out to be Brian's sister. Oh, fuck off. Right, again, further proof. If that happens, Uncle Vin's sat there and gone. Oh, those bastards have done it again. Look, Uncle Vin, we love you. And we're we're not saying any of these criticisms because we want to be mean. But, dude, nobody cares. Just have fun. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. But let's let's move on. Let's I need a P. CS3P Combat. 
Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? While you're in luck. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in that's the third time though. I mean, am I, is this on? The Mulberry Boys, every Friday night, on the show, you better know they keep it tight. ETL is back and the Jstrom's in the zone. Introduce the co-host, he doesn't do it alone. PCZ is about to hold court. You know he's on the headset, you can hear him snort. Pop culture movies, TV shows and games. Rotten Tomatoes reviews news and Blu-rays. Foggy don't play around, he will bust a drop fast. Welcome to the Entertainment Landfill Podcast. The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. What? The Jason and Steven Show. It's the Jason and Steven Show. Well, should we should we, should we do our oh, what we're watching? Because a lot of those are Fast and Furious related. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. I'll be back as quick as I can. Too fast, too furious, Becky. Yeah, it's weird. Is this one? It, it weirds me out that that Dom's not in it. It's the one he's not in. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like it because it introduces Roman to the fold. He's not really good in this one though. Uh, building layers. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a fun character in this one though. But it does bring Ludacris into there as well. It does. It does. It. it it feels like the most sequely of sequels for all of them. Yeah, it does. I'm I'm surprised to an extent that they didn't bring um, what's the name back at any point when they brought Tej back. Devin Akai. That yeah yes yeah. Um, I think I, I feel like that would be a thing that they would have done. Yeah, it, it, I think her the, 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 she just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Um. Not just like the, the, Devin McCoy was a, a, around a lot of films mm. around this time, mm. and it seemed like that was going to be it. But then all, all of a sudden, she just wasn't anymore. Um, should we ever check to see if anything like happened? She's not dead or anything, I don't think. Um, but yeah, it, it did seem like the, the, that she was going to be the next big thing, uh, and then has done almost well, has done almost nothing since two thousand and nine. Oh, she's in DOA Dead or Alive as well, isn't she? She's in DOA Dead or Alive. It's a great film, that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yes, that was too, that's too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, actually, I'm going I'm to ask this later on after we finish our Fast and Furious thing. I'm going to ask the, the ranking question. Oh, I'm not going to be able to answer that. Um, I watched them all too close together. 
Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I, do you know what? I hated Tokyo Drift when we first watched it, and now it, it's 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 up there. I really like Tokyo Drift. Again, more for what it introduces than for what it is, perhaps. How do you mean? Because it's 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 how Ham enters the franchise, and I think it, I, I like the character. I like the the calmness he brings. I like his face. So yeah, it's. I, I like the fact that it introduces Han as a character. Obviously, then it bips backward and forward in time. But he is a great character mm. from 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 the start when he's there, and he basically just throws this kid his keys and is like, yeah, "I use my car." Um, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's a fun way to introduce a character into it. Um, with that. Um, the problem is, I think, with Fast and Furious Circle Drift is it's nowhere near as bad as people remember it to be or will tell you it is. Mm. Um, and it is it is one that actually now you've got the surrounding material to it. Makes more sense. Makes it better. Mm. It, it definitely makes it better. But they've made it make more sense um, by pulling people backwards and forwards back into the timeline and stuff. Like, it, 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 for a long time, it was just this weird fucking standalone film that, yeah, all right, Han was in it and he's in the rest of this, you know, the ones after it as well. But he didn't really have an awful lot to do with anything. Ian's just asked us to, to quickly update you that he has nipped off for a pee and he's also stuffing more rat poison into his floor. Uh, yes, I, however, it does have Lucas Black and his weird voice. Yes. And I, I just can't imagine existing in like the real world with that voice. With that voice. But it's like um, our our friend who we won't name on here because he won't listen. But just in case. But Papa wants a PC. Oh, yeah, bitch. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, can you imagine that man going in the bank? What our friend or, 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 or Lucas Black? Just yeah, can you imagine it? Can you imagine him going speed dating? And he sits down, he's, a, he's not a bad-looking dude. Mm. Uh, and he sits down, and then he just comes out with that voice. You'd be like, "Oh my, are you a cartoon character come to life?" It is. Oh God. Odd. It's just his voice. It is just his voice, but it is just a little bit odd. You know, it'd be great what? if he's in the next movie and like someone hears him on the phone just talking normally, catches him like, what the fuck, what's happened to your accent? And he's like, oh, did you think that was my real voice? And like, it's been like a thing the whole time. It's not. He's to his to real get people voice. to underestimate him. No, it's his real voice because we heard it in the X-Files movie, didn't we? Yeah, but as a character. Yeah. Also, that man now weirdly looks younger now than he did then. Yeah. Yeah, he does look well old in this. Yeah, he does. He he. When, when, when there's a point where 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 they go, you're 17, and they might try you as an adult. You look at it going, he's not 17. He's at least 40. He's at least 45. <laughs> he he's about as 17 as Dominic Toretto is 19 in the nine flashbacks, which actually doesn't make sense because he's actually he's got two different birth dates apparently. Oh really? Within the Fast franchise, yeah. Apparently he's supposed to be 19 in that, but in one of the other Fast movies, his birth date listed as 1976, not 1970. Um, so it would actually make him 13. 
<laughs> Bring one of the other ones who's listed as being by 1970. It's the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm just it? saying. So, yes, that was Tokyo of the Drifting. Uh, you need to do other ones because you watched some that I didn't watch, didn't you? Uh, yes, they have all blended into one, though. Um, right, so Fast Furious. Oh, what's Fast and Furious 4 called? It's so hard. Fast and Furious. Oh, okay. Fast and... Is this the one with fucking... What's the name in Look it? Look at it. I don't know. Um, with... Oh, God, what's her name? I don't know. The weird one that got cancelled. Gina Carano. That's it. I, I can't remember. Can you watch it? I think it's five, isn't it? Uh, b- 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 oh, You did airing a little bit. I know, right? Well, don't just stop talking. I just said I can't remember which ones were which because I've. I've Fast, and, Fast and Furious is the one with the tunnel. Oh, this is the one where Letty's died, isn't it? And they do the Mexican drug run. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Do you know what? That one kind of gets lost a bit. I think it's weird that um, watching it back now, when you know that she's not actually dead, it's a bit like a. Yeah, but it, it was all kind of pointless. Kind of exercise yeah there is a bit of that to it isn't there yeah oh it's all about revenge for letty's death she's not dead though cool but they didn't know that at the time did they no no you've also got um the introduction of of chazelle in this one oh yeah she does get introduced in that one isn't she yeah yeah. so yeah it's it's you know what it's fine is is that one it's it's not an awful lot to offer it's fun and dumb and was probably going to be the last one until someone just decided, fuck it, let's make five. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of then gave the rebirth to the franchise. Yeah, yeah. It's... Because it was surprisingly really fucking good. It is actually, yeah. It's it's, it's a lot of destruction in this one as well. They're safe. Yeah. But it's really good. It is, yeah. It's a genuinely great action movie. Yeah. It's the first one that kind of the cars become a tool for the action rather than the stars of the action. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's and true. that that was that was the bit that elevated it. They they stopped being they started being grander. They weren't they weren't small time hood stories. No, no. And they're taking on obviously the Hobbs in this one, aren't they? Yeah. It's the first one that he's in. And it, it was that. Um then you watched six, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, Six is more with the player, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all just very silly. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Obviously, it's the one when Lefty comes back into it, isn't it? And he's trying to get her to get her memory back and stuff. I I I like the whole like. It's a bad guy team that are composed of similar like, kind of build and style people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the that, bad ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you got uh, Joe Joe Taslim from the Raids in this one, isn't he? You got him in this one, and then you got Tony Jar in Fast Seven, is it? Mm. Yes, Tony Tony Jar is 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 in Fast Seven, and it is. He's really quite entertaining. <laughs> Too slow. Yeah. I just 
I just remember that from, from and it him. literally is because they they literally hired him because it's Tony Yar and they thought this is going to be cool and just assumed that he'd speak some English and he doesn't yeah do you not speak any? no oh, wow. no they just assumed that he could and then were like shit <laughs> it's Fast Furious 7 is a, is a genuinely great movie. And the way that they deal with the Paul Walker thing is really well dealt with. Mm. Um, where they basically, for the last five minutes of it, just essentially make it as a, like, the, tribute. Yeah, a tribute to mm. that. And because of these films and because of the cultural impact they have to a, a select group of people, it, 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 it makes sense them having that mm. you know that you know in memory of that is the last five minutes of it is not for the people who have just going to see number seven no you know they haven't really watched five or two or anything like that and they're just going to watch this because of a, a cure or anything like that it's not for them it's for the people who have who are really invested in this world mm. Um, and that is almost a little bit of a beautiful thing about um, the Fast and Furious movies getting to where they've got to. Mm. This isn't this isn't the, the, the fucking the Harry Potter movies where they're designed by accountants mm. and, and have run through. It isn't a it isn't the, the Marvel movies where it was a it essentially was a tentpole pitching idea of this is what we'll do and it was plotted so far and what is it? These have been scrappy. And have have come together through all of this. What is it? And mm. and have kind of got there on the sheer enjoyment that they bring to the people who want to watch them. Yeah, and I think I think one thing I commented to you tonight. It's weird watching them close together because you can see where they've made missteps mm. and then course corrected. Yeah. Um. It yeah, it just makes it glaringly obvious when when you're watching it as like a series of movies rather than a movie that you know you might have watched the last one a few years ago it, it, you kind of point it out and go yeah see that don't feel like it fits but then they, they fix it yeah um again paul walker very very sad and it, it shows here he gets to do some proper like action acting mm. and he's a really good action star the thing about Paul Walker as well, which I notice more and more every time I watch these, is just how much he, he it, like Brian is enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly smiling, just constantly happy to be there. You know, and it's like Vin Diesel, his stoicism played off well against that when they were a two-hander. Yeah. But it's now he doesn't really. No, exactly. Like and there was a feeling that, that like Scott Eastwood in the fate in the the fate of the Furious, they are they trying to do something with him maybe and like nah forget it, you know. Yeah, it, it was a little bit of that. You did you did look at it and go almost like 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 they teased it and it it, it really didn't test well. Mm, yeah. Um, we, we watched Fate of the Furious. I forgot that the Rock was actually in this one. Yeah. And it was nine that he wasn't going to be in. Right. I, I forgot that he was in this. He's in it um, a good chunk as well, isn't he? Huh? He's in it a good chunk. Yes. I, I, I watched Fate of the Furious last week as well, which is why it's in my memory so much. But 
it, it because him like Vin Diesel's off on his own for most of the film. It gives the Rock the kind of like the air to be the leader of that group, and it works. It, it does, yeah. The again the the thing that kind of throws this movie around a little bit too much is the melodrama with it. Mm-hmm. But then again, in very similar vein to um, F9, you get a lot of the, um, the, the, the the funner elements of it, like the ridiculousness of them taking on a submarine. Um, and it, it, it's, it is an awful lot of fun. I do think this one is maybe a touch too long. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. But mm. I think part of that is because they're, they're trying to build too much of a story around Dom and this, this kid that he's got. Oh, breaking news. Ooh, Mark, you're going to be receiving something in the post fairly soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do I want this thing that's coming in the post? Becky, does he want this thing that's coming in the post? I think he wants it. I think he needs yeah. it. Yeah, so do I. Cool. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. You'll you'll know it's from me when it comes. Correct. Because of the address label. <laughs> okay. Right. I'll I'll look forward to that. Uh, Bex, what else have you watched on your own? Because I've watched anything else on my own. Uh, let me just crank up the old letterbox. Da, 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 a lot of fast movies. Da, da, da. So I watched uh, I watched the Sandra Bullock movie Premonition. You've seen Premonition, right? Yes. Um. So yeah, it does some jumpy around timey wimey stuff. Um. And basically, destiny is destiny. She can't change what happens. By trying to change it, it happens. And if she hadn't tried to change it, it wouldn't have. And it's just all very... It's quite a bleak ending, to be fair. Uh, so, yeah, that was fun. And I watched The Dead Don't Die. Oh, great. Really, really enjoyed it on a rewatch, Fuck to be fair. <laughs> watched it with Isabel. Isabel really enjoyed it as well. Told you you didn't like it. She said you are a dickhead. That last bit didn't happen. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just really good fun. I think Adam Driver is the perfect person to be in that role. The bit where he's like, "How do you know it's not going to end well?" And he's like, "Because oh, I read the script." Well, fuck, they didn't send me the whole script. <laughs> like the bits like that, and the the bit about the theme song and stuff like that. It's just it's 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 just it's just quite clever. And then the ending of it is is very fucking bleak. But he's, he's told him the whole way through. It doesn't end well. <laughs> this is going to end badly. And it does. So Fair yeah. Dead Don't Die. Instant cult classic. Ian is wrong. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, my mood was very sour that afternoon because I got to London too late for the Kubrick exhibition at the V&A uh, because of roadworks. And uh, it then... That cinema ticket and a beer cost me about 25 quid. Wow. Um, but it was a very, very nice cinema. It was very comfy. You know, it was the Curzon Mayf... No, 
Curzon Victoria, I think it was in London. So, you know, it's like it's central London swanky cinema. But yeah, I uh, I may rewatch The Dead Don't Die one day, but I all, may also cherish life. <laughs> I'd give it a rewatch when you're maybe not in so much of a grum. It is good fun. I mean, if I'm ever feeling suicidal and that like life has no meaning, then maybe. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, all right. It sounds like talking with someone might help. (laughs) 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 That was a great. That was a great Siri drop. It was. I mean, that's kind of cool. That. I mean, what the fuck? How I activated that, I don't know. But it's kind of interesting that Siri actually has a response for that. But wow, we. Hey, hey Siri. Protect us from ourselves. I'm not suicidal, I promise you. But thanks. I quite love. With someone might help. Please let me know if I can reach out to anyone for you. Wow, there's obviously a trigger on it that reacts to that particular word. Well, I said I'm not suicidal. Right. Anyway. Bullshit now. Sorry. Where were we? You're not going to watch. The dead don't die because I'm not suicidal. Stop saying the word. Your phone's gonna like just forcibly call somebody. Mm-hmm. You'll just get a you'll just get a fucking vibrate on your arm in a second. It'll be like, hello, Samaritans. <laughs> not calling anyone. Okay. What else you watch, Bex? That's it. That's it. Ian, what have you been watching this week? Oh, fucking hell. Cool. Um, Okay, so um, following on from the Fast and Furious stuff, I took a rewatch of Fast and Furious, colon, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I really like the first hour and a half or so of this film, where it's Hobbs and Shaw and uh, Shaw's sister, like having a fun little kind of like triple act. I enjoy the conversations. The cameos where it is a little bit, Oh, The Rock, you're fucking brilliant. Um, I'm just going to make jokes about how I am but a poor peasant next to your mightiness is a little bit much. Um, But I like the action. I like the repartee. As soon as it gets to Samoa, it dives off a cliff. Um, Yeah, I remember it being like that. Uh, yeah, I do not care about Hobbs's backstory to the degree that we need to meet his family, like his extended family. The whole we're going to defeat the tech bad guys using Samoan smarts, quite frankly, feels pandering. Like it, it feels like Samoan people would watch that and just be embarrassed. Um. And the fact that Idris Elba's black Superman, as he calls himself, a kryptonite, is two people trying to go for him at the same time um, really is just the worst. Like the, the way that they work out that they can defeat him by working together and having him, his computer system, be disoriented by more than one combatant. Nah. Nah. 
<laughs> saying that, I will watch another, but I would very much like it actually focused on Shaw. Yeah. It, it, it does, in the way that the, the, the Fast and Furious movies become a little bit indulgent into um, Vin Diesel, that was very indulgent into The Rock. That killer at any point no but it's the killer brand hadn't come out by that point if um, it had he absolutely fucking would have yeah. there'd have been an infomercial in the middle of that film <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's um it right so that a tweet came out while we were recording that i wasn't going to bring up but it kind of feels apropos now um i'm reading this tweet breaking the Rock and his Hobson Shaw writer Chris Morgan team for a mystery Santa Claus-themed action-adventure movie, Red One, set up at Amazon. But it's not just a movie. The hope is to tie this to holiday branding and business ventures. Is that not just like the most fucking depressing <sighs> announcement of a film you've ever heard? Yeah, it, it does seem a little bit like The Rock is going to try and steal Christmas. I just, oh my god! Um, so it's going to be written by Chris Morgan, based off an original story by Hiram Garcia, Dwayne Johnson's production company's president of production. Um, it is described as a globe-trotting four-quadrant action-adventure comedy, imagining a whole new new universe to explore within the holiday genre. Sources said the businesses could include the gift-giving. No, hang on. Uh, Amazon and Seven Bucks are looking at this as potentially more than just a movie. This unique concept represents a property that can encompass not only a tentpole film, but could reach beyond entertainment across multiple industries and businesses. Sources said the businesses could include the gift-giving enterprises that thrive during the holiday season, and that, of course, includes Amazon and Amazon Prime. The film aims to shoot 2022 with a 2023 holiday release. Um... Oh, what's what's the rock got to say? Um, hold my manor because this is exciting. What's manor? Is that a thing that he sells? Don't know. Don't know. Um, our seven bucks is very bullish on our partnership with Amazon Studios, underpinned with some innovation, some pioneering, and a lot of positive energy and passion. I've been very impressed with Jen Sulke and her team's vision and ambition to create an enormous, fun, and unique Red One holiday universe for families around the world to enjoy. I'm also going to read from a bit in uh, Total Film this month, where The Rock is talking about Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I don't know which bit you're going to read on this. Right. <laughs> Let me just scroll back and back and back and back and back and back and back. Where the fuck is it? Yeah. God, we talk a lot. Right. Okay. Um, Johnson is realizing what can only be described as a lifelong dream, or at least one that stretches back to 2003 when he was kicking back in his local multiplex. The first Pirates of the Caribbean trailer came out and I was blown away, he explains, and it created this feeling inside me that I'll never forget. I remember thinking I would love to have that opportunity to make a movie based off an iconic ride. I'm done. I'm done. What? What? 
I watched the trailer for Pirates of the Caribbean 18 years ago and thought to myself, yeah, I wish I could make a film based on a ride. <laughs> I can't name that many iconic rides. Like, do they exist? It's demented. Can like, you imagine that? Imagine that if The Rock hadn't have had success with like the Fast movies and things like that, mm. would The Rock be starring in The Rock in Whitewater Valley's The Ultimate? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I imagine Dwayne Johnson saying, I was chilled to the bone when I read ex-screenwriter's chilling interpretation of the It's a Small World universe. <laughs> it, it's... I, on like just reading bollocks like that you know it, it's what I, I i what is he actually passionate about like what like what i i uh he wants to make an action adventure thing red one which has got loads of opportunities for businesses like i just it just all of this used to be subtext you know product placement and all that kind of all that kind of stuff now it's just yeah i want to expand my media empire by making a franchise film with amazon which is then going to lead to loads of business opportunities yeah it's basically going to be it's basically going to be santa is a prime delivery driver oh god because that's the thing he's not going to be able to go against amazon no, he's going to be a prime delivery driver. And he's going to have to wear a blue suit rather than a red suit. I just... Yeah, so, I mean... It, Santa it's, Prime. Oh, my God. It, just done. It, it, no. No, I, you know, it's... The thing is, I just... I don't feel like there's an authentic bone in that man's body when it comes to films. I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are with his family and whatnot. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's not like a horrible person. But not once do I actually think he's going to a film project now thinking, yes, I actually believe in this film and this film only. And I want to work with this particular director. And I, I mean, apparently Jungle Cruise, as they, they say in that feature as well, He's saying that primarily it's a love story between him and Emily Blunt. No, 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 no. If Jungle Cruise, because apparently it's like two hours, 40 minutes long as well. If Jungle Cruise is Dwayne Johnson's idea of a romance story, except I don't know, they'll probably find a fucking book somewhere that talks about the legend of Tamara or whatever his fucking tequila's called you know it, oh, it, you, you know his tequila's gonna be in it oh i just i'm uh, yeah i i am i am just beyond fucking done with the rock now he need he just he must be stopped I mean, up to a point, like, you've got to admire the hustle, but it's it's just taking it too far. It, it's too far. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It's it it. I I go back to that guy never fucking talked about tequila until he had a tequila company, and now every single thing thing he does is toasted with a glass of his fucking tequila. Like it. it no. No. I don't know. I mean, like Ryan Reynolds, at least he takes the piss with it. It's, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that wishes Ryan Reynolds would just go, hey, yeah, you fuck it, you little fuckers. I'm worth a shitload, 
But you love that, don't you? And so do I. Here's Mint Mobile. Join my fucking network because I'm fucking Deadpool. Bye, you fucking shit munchers. People would lap <laughs> it up. Yeah, and he's not far off doing that. <laughs> but people would love it. Yeah. Anyway. The Rock, fuck off. Um, he, he, he did do that, literally, didn't he? Uh, right, right, right. He, he, he put a thing in for Mint Mobile saying that you'd... Uh, that, you know, that you'd get a personal message from me, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and then later on in the thing went, went, it's not really personal, I recorded it, and it's all the same message that you're going to get. Do you think I've got time to call all of you people? <laughs> I'm really busy being handsome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 I I, I don't know. I I just, I do respect that more, but I, I don't know. Let, we'll, we'll see. Uh, only other thing I watched other than the things we're talking about, um, the, 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 the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Finally watched this because I, I watched Dead Man's Chest a good while back. That's the third uh, one, isn't it? Yes. Is this film is. Cruise in it? No, that's the fourth one. Fourth one, yeah. This is the last one in the Kira Knightley. And, yes, like, it is. It, yeah. This film is incoherent. Yeah. It is spectacular how little of it makes sense, but doesn't half look good. Um, I enjoyed it despite honestly not knowing why someone was on somebody else's side for 10 minutes, then not throughout pretty much the entire thing. But yeah, quite liked it. Um, Kira Knightley becomes a pirate queen at yep. the end of it. I don't really know why. <laughs> I don't even think the filmmakers know why. No, I mean, they, they didn't. They, they explicitly said that they didn't really have a screenplay when they were shooting it, which is like the madness of Hollywood that that kind of shit can happen. But when uh, Jack is in Davy Jones's locker and it's like loads of Captain Jacks and loads of surreal shit, quite like that. The action, the action sequences are really well staged and are coherent. It's just whenever there's plot, it's like, I really don't know what's happening now. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were literally writing it, weren't they, as they were making it. Yeah, but, yeah. But not in like, a, we planned this, like, um, like when they're doing the um, Mission Impossible yeah. movies. Yeah. Like, uh, just, oh, shit, we've, we've got all these actors and we've paid to have them this week. <laughs> we, we need to do something. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, yeah, don't hate it. Um, doesn't have the like a dead man's chest. I actually think is is all right, and it's actually a lot of it is about character. Weirdly, like there's a lot of time with Dave uh, with uh, Bill Nighy and Stellan Skarsgård and whatnot. This one not so much because it's just trying to wrap things up. Um, but. It, it's it's the filmmaking equivalent of why you use 10 words when 100 will do, but in cinematic form. Um, yeah. And I kind of respect that. Um, and yeah, Corfu Vinsky on full madness. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Should we get into the retro review? Kind of feels like the time. Yes. All right, pop quiz. Airport. Gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're a hundred feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? <laughs> 
basement. He can strike anywhere at any time. Will the mystery guest please sign in? Why are they messing with me? Do they think I'm doing this for fun? For L.A. cop Jack Traven. Tell me again, Harry. Why did I take this job? Oh, come on, 30 more years of this, you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch. Cool. The game began. Very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Stay on or get off. Get off. This is much better. Everybody hold on! trigger aimed at your head what do you do what do you do speed get ready for rush hour so we're going to do uh, so our retro review is the bus that couldn't slow down amazing <laughs> uh also known as Speed. Uh, the bus that couldn't slow down. Dun, 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 and, and the bus why, that could not slow down. Because Ian watched it and we wanted to watch it, so we thought, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, any excuse to watch Speed, really. Yeah, any it's excuse right. to watch Speed. Um, this is the reason I watched Premonition, because I thought, what have I got in my list that's a Sandy B movie? Fair play. Fair play. Uh, I, I don't think I need to go into the thing of Speed. Um, but I'm going to read the IMDb thing that says a young police officer must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a city bus by keeping its speed above 50 miles an hour. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's better than the completely wrong Fast 9 one. Yeah. Um, Stop calling by its wrong name. It's called Fnine. Fnine. Uh, Ian. Yes. Is Speed one of the great action movies of all time? I think it's god tier filmmaking um, from an action point of view. It is so propulsive. There is so little downtime in this film, and yet you you get to understand the characters. There's really subtle stuff here, like Keanu Reeves when he's first on the bus, he's calling everybody sir and ma'am. And then he starts kind of like referring to people as like Gigantor and whatnot. 
and then he loses his shit. It's like the way that he loses his cool is just subtly in the way that he's kind of like dealing with with everyone, the way he interacts with people, which I really like. And that kind of tells you what you need to know. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it, even like when the bus does slow down, it's still a good time. You know, the third act doesn't doesn't like let like ruin things. And the the opening is fantastic as well. It, it you know, it, it's really as soon as he gets on the bus, there is like really no time at all where the film isn't moving. It, it's interesting. This isn't a ninety odd minute movie either. It's a mm. near two hour movie. Mm. Mm. I always forget that there's that bit after the bus mm. though. Always forget about it. But it makes sense. And it, 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 that that little bit at the end could throw it all off. Mm, mm. But it don't. Becky, every time the bus nearly drops below 50, even having seen this movie <laughs> numerous times, do you still go? <gasps> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the great things about this. Is it, it, it's such a simple, believable premise. But the tension that it keeps throughout the whole movie is like like you're saying it's, it's just expert level filmmaking it, it mm-hmm. keeps you in its grip the whole runtime because that threat's always there and when that silly bitch gets off the bus you know i, I know that that's gonna happen but i still it's still like no sit down tick 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 oh now you go and it it, it it wraps you up in itself even though you've seen it like a billion times you still kind of Still on that journey with them. Yeah. Um. And it feels like the first time every time. No. Um. But yeah, it's. I think the tension um in this movie is it it, it it's just it's just fantastic and in it it just it doesn't give you any breathing room. Um. And for a film that is like you say, in constantly on the move, like it, it the action is constant. The character development's still there. Like it's not that. Yep. With some, there has to be a bit of downtime for you to kind of, it, it, it's like they build it in so that you can get to know the characters and you can have a bit of backstory and all this kind of shit. This, this doesn't need it. It does it without it. That's it. Um, it. It's interesting of the fact that Keanu Reeves is one of those actors mm. who it feels like he's constantly being, like, making comebacks and that people have kind of almost like played him down and he's basically consistently been a movie star for 30 odd years i think people underestimate him don't they a lot well it was just like it with with Iron Man speed came out it was like oh look keanu reeves is trying to be an action star and it's like he 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 did point break like three years ago <laughs> yeah. um and then after this it was like oh keanu reeves is back in the matrix like he had like loads of movies out in between speed and this Movies that made a lot of money. <laughs> mm. I didn't realise it's directed by the same dude who did Twister. Yeah, um, Jan de Bont, yeah. Mm. He, he was also the cinematographer. He was a cinematographer on... Um, Diod. Diod, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, to me, it, it just... Like I say, it, it, it's so simple in its premise. It's mm. not... He isn't... Um, Dennis Hopper, the, the, the great bit there is... 
there's a play. I'm not doing it for any reason. It quite simply is just for money. There's no grandiose reason. Yeah. It's just the money. And that's brilliant. It, it, it brings it all down to the fact that it's not, it, it is just. He's not a super villain or anything like that. He's just a guy who wants $11 million or whatever it is he's asking for. Yeah. Mm. He's just an arsehole. Mm. And they don't make him that much of a maniac. He's not maniacal or anything like that. He's just I a mean, prick. He's Dennis Hopper, but so... Hopper makes him yeah. that little bit eccentric yeah. um, with it that brings it in. So it makes him seem like he's a little bit tilted. Um, yeah. and that's what that's what Hopper brings mm. you know the Hopper opening up a pet opening up a, a bottle of cocoa and going the whim of a madman I like that <laughs> and it's almost like Hopper likes that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it's part of that great little phase when he was playing villains mm, and playing bad dudes because he was like I'm really good at it I can't play the the straight good guy I can play this guy. Mm. Um, and I think also well, you get, you know, the world properly gets introduced to Sandra Bullock. Did we not know of her before? We, we knew her before. She'd been in Demolition Man and she she was starting to make a name for herself. Mm. But this was very much the one that, that, that brought her out there and gave her this... Huge platform. The platform of being just adorably charismatic. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think it's it's great because it kind of it shows her range as well. Mm. But she's just she's such a great every woman and stuff. But she, she handles herself really well. She's she's pitted in the action. Mm. And she's she's quietly doing a lot of the bits in it. Granted, she's saying what I do now, what I do now, but she's doing it. Yeah. So without it, without the film actively telling you. She is like literally one of the heroes. Yeah, because he could have easily taken over and. But he doesn't. And he, he never doesn't. even suggests that he's no. going to. No. And he also he asks her if she can handle it, and she says yes. Mm. And he totally believes that she can. Yeah. Yeah. It, it even toward like towards the end where she's like hand like tied up on the train, and it's just like she's not screaming at him or anything like that it's not like a damsel in distress thing i'm not going to say they're like equals or anything but she is she's going through this situation and kind of just remaining as stoic as she was on the bus yeah and uh, but as well he he can't he he can't save her either yeah. at, at yeah. that point he, he doesn't save her. so he doesn't become her savior with it they get through it again together, mm-hmm. like they got through it on the bus together. He doesn't save the day with the bus, and they save the day. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's saying, like, you do this and you do this, and we're going to put this here, and you put that there. It, it is that. And then it just so happens that she's tied to the what is it? And all he does is just, is very much of, I can't let her die on her own. Mm. So I'm going to go too. And then it costs it all. Of course, it all works out in the end. It's got <laughs> to work out in the end, but that—that's it. You see that they're not—they're not quite equals. But then again, they're not really supposed to be equal. No, no, no. Quite. He's a—he's a cop. He's a cop, and she works somewhere. What is it? But clearly not in an office or anything like that because of her attire. Yeah. 
So, you know, she works somewhere in the city. Um, and on her way to work in the morning. She lost her license for speeding. And she lost her license for speeding. Which, again, is a great, fun little thing to throw into it. Yeah. It's... It, I, mean, it, I remember speed coming out. Uh, because when it came out over here, it had already been out in America, and I watched it for the first time before it came out in the cinema over here. I watched it for the first time on Laserdisc. Laser. Nice. Yeah, because I had it on Laserdisc. I, I, I got it, it got imported um, back when movies would come out in the US in, like, February, yeah, yeah. and then wouldn't come out over here until fucking November or something like that. You were a nerd. Um, yeah, so I got it on Laserdisc. Um, and yeah, you know, fucking. I mean, I mean, Ian, have you ever seen a laser disc? I held the laser disc. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. They're brilliant things. Mm. They are that incredible. And you know, the, the picture quality on them was was fantastic, and the just the sheer ridiculousness of them was wonderful. They were they were they were brilliant things. Yeah. Uh, they were like vinyl size CDs. Mm. Um, and there were a precursor like DVDs so you'd have them um, I remember uh, watching a copy of um, The Hunger the um, Tony Scott, Tony Scott. wow yeah um, where it had a director's commentary but the director's commentary was a box in the corner yeah of uh, Tony Scott sat there essentially weirdly looking up at the movie that was happening. Oh, that's and funny. And talking to you about the movie and essentially pointing stuff out, which I think is always a trick they've missed with commentaries. What, showing you the... Uh, we, we, why, not, why not have that kind of thing? There. I think it was either Ghostbusters or Men in Black or maybe both where they had a Telecaster commentary where, like, literally they almost had, like, a marker pen and were, like marking yeah. things out on the screen while you were watching, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, um, I think um, there, I think there was one for um, one of the commentaries on one of the versions of Fight Club um, for little bits of it. Um, Fincher comes up and actually stops bits of the frame and shows you it. Oh, that's cool. Um, but it isn't for the whole thing. But yeah, it was Tony Scott literally sat in a box in the corner pointing at stuff and like telling little what is it it was, it was really it was quite interesting but yeah they, but that's how i first watched speed and it was like i remember watching i remember then having a few friends around to watch it and been like and they'd be like what it's it, it, it's speed the movie that's coming out in the cinemas in a few weeks yeah but you can watch it now like yes <laughs> and i was like 12 years old as well it was a 15 so it, it was you know it was cool being able to watch these things um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're probably probably done with speed. It's just fucking great, isn't it? There's yeah, not it is. At this late point in its life cycle, new that you can say about speed, other than it's just fucking great. It is. I, I, I do think it is a part of that of that weirdness of, and also as well, almost all of it is in daylight as well. Yeah. Action movies that are set in daylight are better. They just are. Didn't you say they tested all the bigger stunts as well to make sure that they were physically yeah, feasibly they're, possible? They're feasibly possible. Yeah. Everything in it had to have a real world possibility. You well actually Rebecca, me, didn't you, when I was like, that bus ain't making it over that gap. Yep. 
Well, and actually, it, Rebecca, they tested it. Yeah, something I learned from the special features on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, speed definitely not shit. Yeah, definitely not shit. Yeah. Um, also, this was a, this was a multiple Oscar winner as well. Wow. Yep. That's weird. It what we're talking? Too technical what? Oh, perfect. Uh, okay. Uh, I think it was sound effect. Well, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, sound effects and best sound. Mm. Uh, our audience poll definitely not shit. Ninety-two percent. <laughs> Sweet. Touching cloth eight percent. move on to the blandest titled movie of the year um liam neeson's the ice road um a netflix movie if you're listening to it on the other side of the pond and a prime movie if you're listening to it in the u of the case uh if you listen to it in one of not one of those regions i don't know check out hulu it might be on there <laughs> um so what's the plot uh, after a remote diamond mine collapses in far north Canada, a big rig ice road driver must lead an impossible rescue mission over a frozen ocean to save the trapped miners. It's kind of telling half the story, isn't yeah. it? It's directed by um, Jonathan uh, Hestley, uh, and it stars Liam Neeson, um, Holt McCartney, weirdly, uh, Matt McCoy, uh, Benjamin Abraham fucking Lincoln Walker. It does indeed. Uh, Amber Midthunder. Mid-thunder. Yeah, that's the great thing about this movie. Um, and Lawrence Fishburne. Um, Becky, when we watched the trailer for this, how excited was I about it? Quite excited. I was quite excited, <laughs> yeah, wasn't I? You were, yeah. I was really excited. Becky, was my excitement justifiable having watched the movie? It was not. No. No. Is the trailer the same movie? The trailer's a better movie. I'm, I've not actually watched the trailer for this. I'm going to unmute just like, well, yeah, I'm going to watch it now because I need to know now because I can imagine what the trailer is. The trailer makes it look very exciting. It is not very exciting. The trailer makes it look like it's, you know, at least partially a Lawrence Fishburne movie. It is not. It is temporarily a Lawrence Fishburne movie. Right. So the trailer makes it look like there's an avalanche at the start that actually caused it. Right. Hang on, let's, I'm going to turn it off. 
Okay. Since you had experience on the ice road. Yep. Yep. He does have experience on the ice road. Yep. Sweet Jesus. His mechanics fast. She's coming out on bail, but she's really good at driving. Making it feel pretty sorcerer-y at the moment. Yeah, that is up it, isn't it? Yep. This is exactly what Oh, we've been sabotaged. Yeah, that looks really, really action-y. And tense. Okay, I get the point. Yeah. Ian, question for you. Mm. You've just watched the trailer. You also yeah. watched the movie. Yeah. Is that trailer for the movie you watched? It's a trailer for about... 25 minutes of the film I watched. Yeah. It's very odd, isn't it? Yeah. Um, like the... It starts off as a Wages of Fear slash Sorcerer. These guys trying to get, like, get over this ice road. And turns into very generic Liam Neeson vengeance action thing like it was weird how it shifted there it was like they remembered halfway through oh shit we got Liam Neeson let's do another Jerry action film you know it's Lawrence Fishburne why why did they even bother yeah um apart from so they could say and Lawrence Fishburne in the trailer um I was really into it for like the first half hour, 40 minutes, and then it dropped off a cliff. And that last hour was pretty tough to get through, dude. I'll, I'll, yeah. I, I, I can agree there. I was, for the trailer, I was like, I am really excited for this. I, I, I am pumped. It looks fun. I like movies that have weather. I like movies that have snow. I like movies that have Larry Fishburne. And, I, you know, and, and the thing is, with the, the, the Liam Neeson movies that we've had over the past sort of, 12 to 15 years post taken a lot of them have been really entertaining you know have they been that great no but have they been good fun yeah a lot of them have you know we watched the commuter um and it was it's fun you know it's fun you know they are fun non-stop is fun um and i was like right all right yeah i've got fun and i've got an icy road i'm fine with this and i've got larry right and then Larry sinks, and you go, oh, they're going to pull Larry out. I did fucking leave him. Where are you going? Wait, wait. You, you forgot Larry. You... Oh, Larry's gone. Oh, brilliant. And it, it, it it's just really bleak. I mean, I get yeah. with that bit, they probably wouldn't have been able to save him because his leg was wrapped up he was, in that thing. He and... was pretty gone. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like they would have maybe tried or at least been like 
ah, shit. They literally just turn around and go get back on their trucks. Yeah, they do. I I think, to be fair, I think it was a little bit like, if we try and save him, there's a chance we're all going to die. Yeah. But they could have looked sad. There is that. But I mean, mean, who is it? Fucking Liam Neeson met him like 20 minutes before. So... But then there is a bit where they're driving on the ice road and Liam Neeson's character knows, you know, a true ice road before. But he literally, he starts, like, swerving the wheel around and swerving around and then looks perplexed when both of the fucking weights are on the side. I think he does that on purpose. He capsizes the trucks on does purpose. Does he? Yeah, so that the uh, weight's not on the wheels. Uh, I thought he noticed that afterwards. No, I think he, I think. Did he do it on is, purpose? I think the idea is that he's meant ah. to be doing it on purpose. Either that, or he's just skidding because it's icy. I mean, it's it just everything, everything bad. There's no peril in it. No. Things bad start to happen, and then they just happen. But I feel like, with the exception of Lawrence Fishburne, who dies very early on, I don't really care anyway. Like, any of them could have died, and I won't really cared. Bit sad when Gertie died because like really he's just yeah. dragged along for the for the ride with Liam Neeson it, because he has to look after it. It just felt it felt a little bit like they went right. Well, this is gonna sink. This is gonna sink. Her heart's gonna get pierced. And all these these different things. And it's like I'm gonna kill Gertie. It's like why? Yeah. Fucking Tantu. It just it 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 was it was it was like the person who wrote it had a vendetta against their own script. Yeah. Can I ask you a really serious question, Ian? Sure. How did you feel about the fact that Gertie's got a pet rat? I mean, it's locked up and he knows about it, so that's fine. He loves that rat, though. Uh, no, I mean, I've got hey, I've got nothing against people having rats as pets, but this rat isn't a pet. No, you could you could befriend it and make it one. No, that's how they work. <laughs> no. I've seen Disney movies. Ian doesn't live in Disney Plus. <laughs> no, I don't. I live in fucking Alibi or whatever that crime channel is called. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's such a nothing movie, and it's clearly yeah. like trying to say something about corporations being immoral and corrupt and not treating its workers properly, but. It doesn't do it with any bite, so I just don't fucking care. It has this 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 film has no teeth. If if you're going to cast somebody as the evil heel of a company, don't cast Matt McCoy. Yeah. Hmm. I, I was glad to see Matt McCoy back in something because I really like him as a screen presence, but he's just too outwardly jovial to ever be evil. Yeah, it's just such a nothing movie. It's it's so massively underwhelming. It is odd how yeah. how you're watching it and you're going, could this just end now? Because I know they're going to save the miners. Are you going to tell the people that that we had to switch it off last night because you were falling asleep and I, you I, had to watch the rest of it today? That, that did happen. Yeah. yeah, I was falling asleep. It's totally that- fair. That's a, that's I think that's a perfect review of the film. Yeah, it is. Mm. Um, it's yeah, I, I, it, with a heavy heart, I'm going to say that it's shit. Yeah, I did the poll earlier and I put touching cloth, but I think actually it's shit. Um, yeah, I'm very wavering. Um, yeah, it probably is shit, isn't it? Never mind. You you, you did the poll, Becky. You're the only person who did the poll. Oh wow. 
Touch your glove 100%. That's because everyone else saved themselves the fucking... Well, no, because if this was on Netflix, people would know it exists. Because it's on Prime... Buried in the algorithm. Prime just don't give a shit. No. Do you know what, though? It makes me sad for you, because you seem so excited. I was well excited. (laughs) It makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, question. This might be in your biggest disappointment. It might be my biggest disappointment of the year, yeah. I was, I was looking forward, but the thing is, I was looking forward to, I said to you, Benabex, that I, I was looking forward to a really solid 7 out of 10 movie. Yeah. And what I got was a limp, flaccid, flaccid 5 or 6 out of 10 movie. Yeah. Where even the bad guy, you're going, oh, he's a bad guy. When they're going to find, all right, now, really early on, they find out he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like not there's nothing hidden in that movie. It's like literally, they set off with four. Tr- oh wait, no, it's just two trucks now. Oh fuck it, no, it's just one. Oh now he's dead. Now he's dead. Now he's dead. Now the miners are alive. And Liam Neeson just sparks out Matt McCoy. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's all that happens. So our question that we have, Rick J.K. After submarine in F8 and going to space in F9, uh, how can they raise the bar in the two remaining Fast and Furious movies? What's left to do? Um, um, to go full Bill and Ted and go to the, the underworld. What? Into the centre of the earth. <gasps> that's what they've got to do. That, that's where I was going. Yeah. Dom's got to restart the core of the earth. Yep. Um, Cypher has um, uh, made a bomb and detonated it in the core of the Earth, and that's um, swung the uh, Earth's spinning around the solar system out of whack. So we're on a collision course with um, uh, Mars. And so Dom has to go down there to ram the centre of the earth with his car. Yeah. So like the earth stop its axis? Yeah. Yeah. Are we pulling the dead don't die into the fast, fast and furious? Sure, why not? All movies. All movies. Leads to the fast and furious <laughs> franchise. Yeah. But the thing is, that doesn't even sound like it would be that preposterous <laughs> a a fast and furious no. movie. Nope. Sounds too Yeah. You know, fucking Ramsey um Ted and uh, Roman driving a big fucking driving the front bit the, 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 the car drill yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I go and, and, and Roman going. So now we're out of space and now we're going to the centre of the earth. Does nobody think this is weird? And then Ted goes, "Shut, Roman, and just fast ten your seatbelt." <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. As Letty's just there going, oh, Ryan kids with us again. Can we not get rid of him? Go and steal your uncle Brian, Brian. <laughs> yeah. God, have you pissed yourself again, Brian? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I mean, I'm not going to clean it up. No, I'm you can just up. sit in it. I'm just going to push you into another room and wait till your dad gets home. I'm not yeah. your mother, Brian. <laughs> Fuck off. Yes. <laughs> literally, literally, she walks around, walks like stars and goes, oh, is this your mum? No, not my kid. Illegitimate mum's dead. Yep. Uh, yeah, core of the earth. That's where we're going. Yep. 
That's the way. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what are we covering next week? Uh, so next week, um, the Tomorrow War is on Amazon Prime because oh. we've all been really waiting for that. Can't we just not? I, I, I actually keep forgetting that this film exists. There's not much else. Um, the Michelle Pfeiffer film French Exit. Oh, God. It is basically all that's actually out in cinemas this weekend. Can we also... do Fear Street, part one? Oh, is that is that this week? Yeah, it lands on... On Friday? Friday, yeah. Oh, fuck it. Moveland uh, on HBO The Max. I was going to do, I was going to say, because um, the new Megan Fox movie is landing on VOD as well, isn't it? Which one? Till Death. Mm. Basically a Gerald's Game ripoff. Mm. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. We've not I'll, a lot of luck with Megan Fox, have we? I wanted to do we, we, we went rogue. He didn't go well. No. I'll, 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 do, I'll do you a Fear Street. Yeah. Is that part one? Yeah. Yeah. 1984. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do. We'll, we'll be covering some movies next week, guys. Yeah. We might be getting. Maybe not all the same movies. Yeah. We might <laughs> be getting Chris Pratt uh, if if it's if it's under 117 minutes. <laughs> oh, God. How long is it? Let's try and find yeah, out. Yeah. Go on. Find out. I'm looking at because it, it isn't listed how long it is on its uh, Wikipedia page. Even it doesn't know. Um. What's it say on the IMD of the bees? The Tomorrow War. Let's have a look. The Tomorrow War. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. Fuck off. Is it really? It fucking is, yeah. No, I'm not watching it. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. It's such an odd movie, this. That it actually exists. I almost doubt that it exists. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. Yep. Why? It comes out on Friday and nobody is talking about it. Why? Can we skip that one? I'm going to watch it. Really, though? Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to watch a two hour 20 shit sci-fi movie with Chris Pratt. Yeah, Larry Fong is a, is a DOP. I mean, I'll have to watch I'm it. I'm a fan of the Fong. You don't have to. I will happily be the only person who watches this. I will I will Look, take that hit for you guys. We're, we're, we're all going to watch Fear Street, so I, th- I, th- I think we're good there. But, yeah. I mean, if, like, the reviews haven't come out for it yet, if it gets good, like, good reviews, then fine. But I could see Prime forgetting to upload it. <laughs> like fucking hell man that is just i mean i know a lot of films are that long now but it just it feels already so inessential and as well as that you're gonna be oh and i'm gonna be nearly two and a half hours long really just to dig in how much you don't want to watch me it, it feels a little bit like this like, 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 like people will look at this movie and go did that come out like three years ago <laughs> Man, yeah, I'll 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 do you a fair street happily. Fine. Yeah. So we're gonna watch some movies. Is what we're gonna say for next week. 
And I'm looking forward to watching some movies. You can watch the Tomorrow War. I'll watch French Exit because I'm actually quite keen for that. I, 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 I would be, apart from I can't stand Lucas Hedges. Got Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Can't stand Lucas Hedges. Don't get the fucking the, the, the big thing about him. I, I, I think he's crap. And a cat that may or may not, not house the soul of her dead husband. That's how it describes it. Mildly interested now. Um... Michelle Pfeiffer, though, Mark. Yeah, that, yeah. It's fine. Uh, right, that was episode 404. That was a, a mad one. <laughs> that yeah, it places. kind of went places. Yeah. yeah. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you very much for joining Rebecca. Oh, thank you very much for hosting, Master Radius. Thank you very much for joining me, Ian. Killer Ian signing off. And we will, we will, we will see y'all next week. Having watched some movies. We watched some movies. Do you know what else we watched this week? Go on. Knock knock. Oh, free pizza. Free pizza. I watched nice. that this week. What the Keanu Reeves movie? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> I wanted to rewatch it for a while. Yeah, my plan was to die before the money ran out, say sixty year old penniless Manhattan socialite Francis Price, but things didn't go as planned. Her husband Franklin has been dead for twelve years and with his vast inheritance gone, she cashes in the last of her possessions. And resolves to live out her twilight days anonymously in a borrowed apartment in Paris, accompanied by her directionless son Malcolm and a cat named Small Frank, who may or may not embody the spirit of Francis's dead husband. That sounds mm. fucking mental. Yeah, it does. How long is it? It's. If it's, well, it's over 100 minutes, I'm not watching it. One hour 53. That's too Ooh, long. That is too, too long. long. It's too long. That's too long. That maybe oh, should be fancy. that maybe should be ninety seven minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Bye. Bye guys. Set the time for the battleground. Got an issues will hunt you down. Trolls around the home, don't grieve, you're not safe underground. Political landscape shape has been polarized. Now it's time to rebuild the zeal. Everybody breathe, get mobilized. Radiation beats out your screens. It's like a poltergeist trying to buy the American dream. But it's overpriced. Buy bill deal for the fighter jets. Being shipped to the Middle East. And of course, then billion more dollars for the neighbors to feel safe to breathe.
part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>